The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast at CYXX, launching September 6th. Pet slap my ass! It's time for conversation with the big guy, pal! <laughs> Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the one, Pat Buck. What's going on? Happy to be here. It is our one-year anniversary, our 52nd episode. A little celebratory bell there. The bells of joy are out. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm celebrating two anniversaries this weekend. One, my actual wedding anniversary, and two is this show... Surviving one year, thanks to all you great listeners. It's uh, what a weekend you have planned, I bet, huh, man? This is uh, not only your marriage, but one year of of sitting here listening to me. That's <laughs> Jesus. Is is the gun loaded by your desk right now? They say the first year of marriage is the or the first year of anything is always the most difficult year. But we've we've survived. We're still here, man. Congratulations. Did I ever tell you? Did I ever tell you that I actually invented marriage? Did you? That's uh, that's one of the rumors going around. Yeah, I think I saw that online next to uh, a few other things. Uh, I invented the light bulb, a lot of a lot of other things in other lives. Uh, I, I, that's like the cool thing now. Ryback invented is I, I think the cool thing. I saw one Ryback or the not cool thing. Uh, Ryback had a, <laughs> Ryback has a protein fart. Claims he invented the universe with the Big Bang. I thought that was. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Made me laugh. I'm God. I'm God. <laughs> Congratulations. You're doing a podcast with God, Pat. All right. <laughs> it's going to be a long year, but thank you, everybody. We're, we're, we're all in this together. Uh, got a lot to look forward to, and a lot happened this week, I think. But how was, how was your week? Oh, I, my, I mean, I, my week was pretty boring, I feel like. I don't really know... Uh, there was no wrestling shows this weekend, and uh, we had we had the week off because the show was canceled actually. Mm-hmm. So, um, just training and uh, getting stronger by the day. And I, um, I was telling actually, this is the best I have felt in a very long time. I was talking to our good buddy JD with an iron attitude. He was asking me, and um, he goes, "How are you feeling now?" And I was, it, since I got back from Australia and all that inflammation from the long flights and. And uh, in, in wrestling those first two matches, I was like, this is the best I've, I've actually felt. Every day I wake up better and better. And my back, I could wake up and sit up out of bed again. And, like, I'm not, I don't have that morning stiffness like I was getting. Okay. And uh, my shoulder has started rapidly improving now. It's right behind me. The back has been so quick that I, I, told, I told JD, I go, I'm making an appointment to see the doctor in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, and no joke, I got, when I see the guy, I'm going to give him a big hug. Because he, uh, it's, he, uh, I'm very thankful for everything to be 35. And I had some, the injuries were pretty, pretty serious. So, um, 
it was just from wear and tear and to be able to uh to be able to regenerate everything and uh to get a second chance at having a fresh disc in my back four of them Mm -hmm. and uh and having all the cartilage and tissue and the muscles repaired in my shoulder it's pretty cool and uh what was that you know i had the dirt sheets open and apparently one of dave Meltzer joining the podcast tonight (laughs) one of the advertisements i fucking hate that i've had it open for like an hour and uh yeah Meltzer decided to jump in on the old podcast so so. Meltzer and wade keller (laughs) just coming on in Giving us fucking two stars for this goddamn podcast. Two for lucky. They know everything about everything, so it's no. I don't I don't hate those guys at all. They just never have had any wrestling matches, which is just stating the obvious, but damn it, they know a good match when they see one. I would love to see that. One thing I, I really just take What, Dave Melter versus Wade Keller in a fucking match? Well, not even so much. Would they be willing to do one training session. I mean, I know they're probably older guys now and stuff, but but something really basic. Just like we can see them just do some basic, you know, wrestling stuff at the Creator Pro School. A couple, you know, rolls and, and hit the ropes for two minutes. That's all I want to see. Just hit the ropes for two minutes. I would minutes. like anybody critiquing matches and doing reports online, I think they should have to complete a four-hour training session. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you complete the session, go ahead. Post whatever the fuck you want to post. Until then, just I don't want to ever hear or see you. A new program starting at the Creator Pro Wrestling Schools. Four-hour session. <laughs> you, get, you get a trophy, a badge, <laughs> and a fucking a little pass that gives you your credentials to post online. And cri- you critique the fuck out of whatever you want to critique, guys. And then anybody questions you, just go, I survived a four-hour class. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm a worker, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then two sweet them, and then go ahead and post your fucking stars for the match but it's a slow week for you uh pretty pretty jam-packed uh week for me i had a show last week in nypd fundraiser for uh, really the boys in blue which was i was actually voxing you at the show going i just got to talk about this sort of deal on the just because i think people are interested in independent wrestling stories or these crazy like how do i get an nypd wrestling fundraiser i don't know if i told you about that I don't think you explained fully, so I would uh, I wouldn't mind listening to it. One of my guys uh, is an is an NYPD officer, uh, Chris Payne, who's been doing oh, yes. doing a lot of independent stuff. He was one of the guys on he was on Raw this week and that schmaz that we'll talk about later. I believe he's at NXT this week for a, for a match or a tryout or something. And oh wow, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, he works hard. Uh, so. His precincts, you know, we always do fundraisers or things like that, and, he, and they came up with the idea, so we had a fundraiser, but t- it worked out okay. Um, the thing that was kind of funny was they didn't give a lot of control to us, so they wanted the show to go a certain way, which we're like, okay, you know, that's fine, but instead of opening up the show... Normally, what, like like real fights? No, more so like they, they were just trying to... I think draw a crowd in whatever way they can. So they had a lot of extra stuff that you don't normally see. I felt like when the show was starting, we had a lot of weird situations, which here's what I'll, here's what I'll say. So we had the show, but then starting off, I I noticed there was, you know, the crowd was filling in, had about 200 people, maybe 250. And I noticed a lot of um, little kids or, or dare I say like young boys wearing football jerseys. So I'm like, Oh, they probably okay. they probably sold a lot of tickets to their local like peewee football team. 
Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. You know, that's cool. And then I heard that they're going to do a little bit of a... <laughs> it's cute. Adorable little kids. <laughs> all right, Match, matching uniforms. Their hair was all parted. And uh, I heard I heard they were going to do a little presentation. So I was like, oh, what are they going to do? Like a, you know, like a football chant or something? But I, I'm, I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. And then I heard... So this is what went down. So the show starts, and our ring announcer, Dave Destruction, opens up the show, and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special presentation for you. It's the Starstruck Boys. So the, the, this... The what? They're called the, the Starstruck Boys. Okay. So these little kids come out, and they don't go in the ring, which I don't know why they didn't. Apparently, it wasn't big enough for them, which would have made sense because everybody could see them. They go in the crowd, like, next to the entranceway. And this rap music starts playing and they start fucking dancing and they're like a professional, you know, dance group. I'm like, oh, they're not football players. They're in costume, but they're guys. So I'm like, yeah, you don't expect that. You don't expect like little men to just start busting out dance moves. I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. And what do you think happens halfway through the fucking DJ music cuts out, just stops playing. It doesn't work. The song didn't work. So, oh no. So these little kids are dancing and then the music shuts off and they're kind of like, "Oh no, what do we do?" But they're pros and they just keep doing it without the music. So they're doing all their All right. They get through it, right? And I could tell and I'm standing by the DJ booth and the mom or whatever, the runner of the group was like, "What's happening?" and the DJ's like, "Look, the song isn't playing on my thing." Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Well, what was the rap song being uh, I'm in that field, so to speak. I was just curious what the rap you know it was it was, was a mix of many songs but i it was i remember i recognized okay. like one of those songs like all i do is win win no matter like that real popular song i don't know oh yeah yeah of course yeah yeah kids love it these days got rolled men <laughs> but uh Dude, i'll tell you about that in a second so they get through the song right and then after that i'm like okay that was a nice way to open the show even though it fucked up and we go back to the ring next thing that happens dave is on the microphone he goes uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a car parked illegally, which I thought wouldn't matter because we're all with cops. So instead of starting the show, it's like, yeah, wait, wait, or because the cops point that out to you guys. The, the, they kind of pointed it out to us and told, oh wow, our ring announcer, and he's like, you know, would would license plate D Y, please move your car. So then I figure, okay, we're gonna fucking start the show now. Let's get in some wrestling. Nope. Next out is the NYPD Piper Band. <laughs> and fucking the they had a whole thing planned that you didn't even know about like i kind of knew about it but i thought it'd be one th- i just wasn't paying attention so here come the pipers and i love pipers but we just saw a dance number fail now we have a car that the crowd's sitting there they're in the hot august sun ready for oh, some it's outside outside too. in a field that's real fucking sweaty and you know pipers do their thing i go okay we're gonna start the show nope national anthem time and there's a local singer that's going to sing the national anthem. So I'm like, okay, we just did Pipers and the girl sings and it's very well done. Everyone claps. I go, there's nothing else that could happen. We're going to start the show. Nope. Here comes one of the moms from that starstruck boy bands. And, uh, they want to do the song again because the music is fixed. So So they give it to the DJ, leave it to a mom to come out to do that. And the fucking music starts, and these kids do their dance number again. It was really good, but we're like, oh, we just saw it. <laughs> and, and then we started the show. Did they, 
Could they? They could have started it like halfway through, couldn't they? Could have. You, you didn't want to throw. They were into this. I've never seen like little kids. I'm like, I'm like, oh. no, no. They're probably yeah, extremely talented. I was just right? shocked. I was like, dude, I can't imagine going to like dance practice being a young boy. But things have changed, and then we started the whole wrestling show and had a great time and a great show. But the, I thought I'd mention the ridiculousness of some of the independent wrestling stuff that goes on. That even to this day, I'm like. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't we have five musical acts before a show? But overall, great event. They were happy. I think they'll do it again next year, and all worked out well. It's like a WWE tribute to the Troop show where they uh, they do all the musical acts and all that. Or the comedy gig they had with uh, Howie Mandel before. And I don't know if you remember that. That was really weird. I don't remember that at all. What happened there? I don't, I don't remember it either because I didn't watch any of it. Uh, but he... I think he did a, a, comedy, a little comedy act on, like, the stage. Yeah. Can I just, before I start, I want to tell you one service I don't appreciate, and that is the bathroom attendant. I don't need you. I haven't needed you since I was a baby. How do you feel, how do you feel about t- Trump? How do you feel about Trump? <laughs> I can't tell what that is. But can you imagine? He's got a good shot at this. He's got a good shot at this. And now if he ends up in the White House, that's going to bring a whole new meaning to this phrase, orange is the new black. And you just can't, I don't know what it is, outside of like bringing in a band to play a wrestler's entrance music or to play them to the ring, that works. I feel like that comes off cool. Even sometimes, that, out, even sometimes that could be shitty, but that could be cool. That is cool. It, that that it's been done where it's worked yes. before at least. Whereas I feel like the musical acts, I, I just for whatever reason, and it, I I don't know. I don't think it's just it never seems to translate like it would in any other environment. But so I, I thought you were a big Flow Rider fan. I thought you were a big uh, oh the Flow Rider Wale. It's guys like that. I mean, it's but it just i i appreciate them i just don't think the the people sitting in the crowd do quite as much uh for that for they like damn it we want to watch fake fighting we don't want to see these guys rap <laughs> this week i think uh you know you got any big plans for the, the the for the weekend for your uh your big one year you know i should i think that uh I don't. I'm a really bad husband. No, no. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do some stuff. But the thing is, she has an event on Sunday. Sunday's SummerSlam. Oh. Uh, I'm not going to that. I, I may I may go stop by uh, old Bruce's show uh, during the afternoon because he's performing out here with with our with our buddy Conrad. And um, I might drop down there. I did Sam Roberts last night, which was really fun to be at. And. Uh, you said Bruce was looking for somebody on the show. Well, how about you? Can't can't you do the show? No, nah, I have the live show. There's nothing to talk about. No, there'll be crickets. I mean, who is this guy? I'm still the, oh, I've never heard of you before, but you're okay. Just name drop me numerous times and get booed as much as possible. Just try to be the biggest heel possible Ugh. to that to that New York crowd. No, but uh, the, uh, I, I don't really have much plan. I'll, we'll go out to dinner. We'll do something. Maybe we'll go away. You know, she's getting ready to go back to school and. Um, I have another wrestling related thing I may have to do Saturday night last minute, uh, that I, I don't want to say on here, but it's kind of important. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's wrestling's running my life and marriage. So there you go. I feel like I should have maybe, uh, flown you guys back out here again. We could have double jointed the, you know, 
put everything together for the one-year podcast or the one-year marriage anniversary and had a big dinner. Could have put on and, party uh, hats for the little guy and 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 <laughs> Sophie, Sophie, which by the he's getting bigger by the week. Watching watching my little guy grow up right in front of my very eyes is uh is uh pretty unreal. But uh, he's I can leave him out a little bit more now. He's in the cage right now because uh, but he's uh, he knows to go outside to go to the bathroom pretty much and he's uh, he's picking up things really quickly. So is he on a specific, it doesn't help though. So specific diet or weight training regimen for the the little guy or no. Just puppy food and yeah. uh, lots of treats. He loves to eat, so uh, he, he's a growing little guy, and uh, so I make sure to, to constantly lots keep him well hydrated, a little vitamin here and there, and uh, lots of playing. Him and Sophie, they when he's out of the, the cage, they're they're constantly going at it. Which I put some of that on Snapchat sometimes. So, but um, yeah, I was going to tell you too this week. I uh, was at the gym. And I actually did 110 burpees the other day after my workout, which was good. Like, I'm trying to get my numbers back up because before I had the stem cells done, I had, like, maxed out. Like, 200 was, like, my, my number that I would get to occasionally when I would really do hard on a burpee day. Not a lot, but just when I had a wild hair up my ass, oh, I'm going to do 200. 200 is a lot of fucking burpees. I mean, yeah, that's... And you know what? <laughs> can't it's full. I, I get really pissed off at this. The... I do the full squat, like in chest to the ground and, and jump up. I see so many people, they don't do the squat portion of the burpee. And I don't think they understand that that's the most critical part of it, of blowing your body up, is that squat. See, I thought it would have because been the push-up part. That's what, I think, like I see people cheat on the push-up. No. That's the easiest part of it, of it all to me. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just me. I think, but the squat part is what will blow your legs up because when your legs start getting heavy mm-hmm. is when that, because you, it's, but breathing is so key on that because I find even for me when I do it, I tend to hold my breath at the bottom portion of it, mm-hmm. which is where it will zap you. So like now I concentrate on, I breathe all the way down as I'm touching my chest to the ground. Then I fucking blow all the air out where it's just one constant big breath in, big breath out, where I'm not, Hmm. like, because if you start holding your breath for little portions of it, that's when you really start getting zapped because holding your breath will fucking get you every time on anything. Are you a nose breather or a mouth breather? Is there a difference? Does that matter? So now that I got my nose fixed, I try to use my nose as much as possible. But even then, I've used my mouth though for the last 11 years since I broke my nose that first year in wrestling Mm -hmm. I got that fixed last year but I always had to breathe through my mouth because I couldn't breathe through my nose Hmm. so I I became very efficient at that it's not as efficient as breathing through your nose Hmm. but for me it's still so like when I get really I do like I breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth but I find to this day when I start getting zapped a little bit when I feel it I'll go a big one through my mouth okay and just and I recover like that's like my safety for whatever reason. So, but that, that's just from what I dealt with the last eleven years with that whole or ten years, whatever it was, with the nose. But two kids came up to me after my burpees, and uh, two high school kids, and, uh, and very nice guys. And uh, they go, "Are you Ryback?" Yeah, hey buddy, how you doing? And the guy, the one kid goes, "Man," he goes, "This is surreal." He goes, "I used to watch you when I was a kid," and. Uh, I'm like sitting there and I, I go, how old are you? He goes, 17. And he goes, you and John Cena were my two favorites. And then I go back, like, fuck, five years ago, he's 12 years old. Yeah. 
which is a you know so but i was i was like man it makes you feel old sometimes oh fuck yeah when because it's i'm like but it was good we had a long conversation with the guy the kids two the amateur wrestlers the kids going to the air force and uh it was cool so uh, but it, i i get that sometimes i'm like man it doesn't seem like that long ago but Time goes by fast. So and nothing makes me feel older than my students when I ask them a question and they don't know. Like for example, this week I was teaching, uh, or last week. Um, now, actually, since since you showed me how to do it, I've been doing it now in more matches. Just picking guys up on my shoulder. I never had a confidence to like pick someone. Wait, up. what do you mean? Well, like uh, I never had confidence, like 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 a you know like an electric chair or just get someone on your shoulders, like you know like pick. Them oh up yeah, yeah. Up. Because I, I just always assumed, like, I'm 200. Now I'm, like, actually, I'm around 210. I put on a little bit of size. Uh, but uh, I've always assumed when I pick guys up, you know, I'm not going to pick up someone that's 230, 240, 250. But, like, now I have confidence to pick up. What's your type? Uh, <laughs> I like them Sorry. slim. I like, big, I like Big guy like, comedy hour over here. <laughs> I hope Eddie added that, but I'm, like, last week. <laughs> Make myself laugh. Nobody else is laughing but us. Uh, Ryback right invented, invented comedy. I invented the fucking joke, assholes. So now, I'll, now I'll, I'm fine with picking up guys on, on my shoulder. And, um, you know, I was telling guys, I was like, you know, we can practice doing a doomsday device, you know, safely where you just fall instead of doing the old flip. And I realized that almost nine-tenths of the class has no idea what I'm talking about. So... Um, that just gave me a great idea for a tag team finisher. What's that? The doomsday, the doom, the electric chair mm-hmm. into a top rope RKO. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, Steiner's would do the top rope bulldog and the top rope DDT. No one's done a. Cutter. But everyone likes to do the RKO. Yeah, top rope cutter. Yeah, why not? From the from the electric chair. That'd be a great tag team move. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right back in. I fucking invented that on the air, assholes. That we all we could all give me credit for that one. Uh, or there'll be some independent tag team that'll message you saying, fuck you, we invented this move. Yeah, you piece of shit. So when I tell the guys that, I'm like, hey, like, you know, we'll do a doomsday device onto the crash pad. And I'm going, you guys don't know what a doomsday device is, do you? And then, like, a couple of them, like, knew. And I'm like, can somebody please name the tag team that did this move? And, like, maybe four of them knew. You know, they, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, how old? You know, I don't, I, I don't feel that old, but I'm realizing I'm training guys... You know, I'm 33 and they're, you know, 22, and that's just a different fucking beast. Some guys, you have to understand too, like when you're dealing with wrestlers and in like they they're getting into it and they've been fans of it for maybe their whole lives, but they they only have been fans of it from the point they started watching till now. Yep. And they they haven't gone back and they don't watch a lot of the older matches and whatnot, and that sometimes takes time for guys to realize like, oh, I'm gonna start backtracking and, and learning about the history because you don't to be a great wrestler you don't have to know about any you don't you you don't have to know any of the history of wrestling to to be great at it but it's it's always respectful to kind of know who came before you and um well you don't think you need to like you can, you can learn a lot too you need to care about your craft enough you mean or what do you mean like you don't have to know like who rick flair beat you know 16 times but yeah yeah you don't have to know any of that that's all irrelevant actually of to being a great wrestler but some people have uh want to know that stuff but going back and like they, they they just might be fans of what they've watched to to now and they watch these matches and that and they're training and they haven't backtracked 
far enough back to know who a lot of the, like, the other guys. Some people don't love wrestling and they want to know everything about it. And they, they go back and research and they do, they do Google searches and YouTube searches and, and they watch and watch and watch. And it just sometimes, and a lot of guys are in their first or second year of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So they're very early on into it. Sometimes that takes time to kind of, yeah, where you realize like, wait, I, but I, I know what you're saying. It's, it, it time is time has gone on and it, a lot of this it's they it's just the way that it is no i noticed that too with a lot a lot of guys there's guys that sign up for my school and they don't know about they still don't know about independent wrestling they'll know maybe about nxt or maybe they don't even care about it like they won't know about outside and then there's other people that sign up and won't watch like they could care less about raw or smackdown they're just completely independent really form. oh yeah i get a couple guys like that where i'm like hey who are your favorite guys and they're they're listing off ring of honor wrestlers i'm like that's cool i'm like that's different but you know i try to get everybody on not the same page but realize there's more than just what you like there's all this different stuff and you know um but yeah that that uh they make me feel very 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 old every single day so wow <clears throat> i don't i mean it's just Everybody gets old. Deep thoughts. It's part of life. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting just sitting here just reflecting on getting old. No. I, I feel young as fuck still. So I'm just now that my stem cells have kicked in and got a new fresh new body and the Ryback regeneration is on you know, full going full bore here. But um I don't know. What do you uh, anything else going on this week? I think there's stuff to delve into, but maybe before we do the wrestling news, maybe it's time for uh to plug some stuff. I'm never going to say no to that. Do you? Uh, I think it's your turn for the song of the week. I gave a lot of thought to this, considering there is two anniversaries I'm celebrating, and uh, I figure what would be an appropriate tune that I could that, that could uh, that sums up <laughs> the last year uh, or the last year of my of all the stuff going on. And I picked Sunny and Share. I got you, babe. So ah, very. I thought you were going to go with a song entitled Misery more for the podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know who's, I'm sure there's a song out there titled that somewhere, but uh, I appreciate you. I feel like the anniversary helped you pick a better song. It did. It did. So Eddie, if you can feel free to, to start the music. All right, guys, all fan mail for the big guy Ryback. Please send a PO box seven, five, two, seven, four, zero Las Vegas, Nevada. 89136. We got Feed Me More Nutrition now on Amazon. FeedMeMore.com. I'll pump you up.com. In Las Vegas at Spartan Nutrition. In North Las Vegas in Wise Chiropractic. Dr. John Wise, great chiropractor in South Las Vegas. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time. The motivational book by myself, Ryback Reeves. Available in paperback, Kindle, and audible form. That is on Amazon, guys. Your reviews are greatly appreciated on that. Check out the new Feed Me More Goal Boards available on Amazon and Feed Me More Nutrition tank tops on FeedMeMore.com. This week, just in, Pat, I actually just sent you your stuff uh, yesterday. We got the new Feed Me More Nutrition workout shorts and pants for men in small all the way up to 2XL, guys. And uh, so check that stuff up at FeedMeMore.com. Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service. Save 10% with discount code THEBIGGUY. Holosync Meditation, the personal meditation program that I use by Bill Harris and have used for many years. Check out that link at FeedMeMore.com. And the official Feed Me More Nutrition Facebook page is at Feed Me More Nutrition and our Twitter page at CWTBG. 
two shows this week, Pat, which I'm going to pull up here, is uh, actually for Seth Rollins here Friday, August 25th, 6.30 meet and greet, 7.30 bell time in Davenport, Iowa. Check out that, all the details at blackandbravewrestling.com. And then Northeast Wrestling, Wrestling Under the Stars, Sunday, August 27th, 5 p.m. Is there a meet and greet on this one? Uh, I'm sure there is. He always has them. He doesn't have it. Li- he always has it listed on the program. On the, on the, but I didn't. I didn't see that for this one. But uh, it's at Duchess Stadium in Wap. Wap is it Wappingers? I could I don't even know. I live up here and I have no idea. Wappinger. Wappinger. Wappingers Falls. And on that show, Chris Jericho is actually going to be there. Cody Rhodes, which I'll. So what? He, he had to advertise Ryback Reeves because he's afraid of the WWE office. Mm-hmm. But he uses Cody Rhodes on his poster, in which Cody has been told not to use Cody Rhodes and to use Cody. And Cody actually prefers building his brand right now as Cody because I think Cody Rhodes will always be there. Why not? He likes the way it comes across in Japan. So that's interesting. Yeah. Big Mike. That is very interesting. got to answer those Big questions. Big Mike's a very, very interesting character here as of late. Do you think he asked Cody to come in there and uh, lose to a local talent? I uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet my money on that. I don't think he would do that. I I wouldn't either. Is he Cody's agent, by the way? He was his father's agent. He's actually not his agent, but you know, are you saying he was Dusty's agent though? Are you saying there's some favoritism there between? Uh, I don't know. I'm just just going by some past things going on. I'm things are starting to add up here. Uh, very interesting. Anyways. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler, Mick Foley, and Rey Mysterio. Or as I have said in the past, Rey Mysterio. Uh, <laughs> <well>, <laughs> one of my favorites. Nah, I love Rey. He's awesome. So it's, you know, it's going to be a hell of a show. And uh, So come on out Sunday, August 27th. And that's it for me this week. All right. Uh, for us, we have a new t-shirt available on WrestleProOnline.com in the shop section. Conversation with the Big Guy shirt. Order one. I'll figure out a way to contact you, hit you up. I'll call you or Facebook message you, but you got those available. CreativeProWrestling.com. Hey, if you saw Raw, which we'll talk about soon, see all those that great security team? Yeah, they came from Creative Pro. So uh, if you want to be on Raw, just sign up for my school, and I'll make it happen within weeks. Uh, WrestlePROonline.com. Big guy shuffling through paperwork, if you hear it in the backgrounds. <laughs> oh, sorry. I have to, I, I'm really giddy over here. I got to piss really bad. So do I. Monster. Me too. Fuck, we should have took a break. Okay, I'll get through to this. September 8th, we're on Long Island, St. James, CreativeProWrestling.com, Ryback, Hornswoggle, whole bunch of stuff. Sunny and all her glory will be there. Hopefully she's not on drugs. September 9th, uh, Jesus. WrestlePROonline.com, Bobby Lashley versus Cole Cabana, Ryback versus AR Fox, uh, Joey Janela versus Tommy Dreamer, so much more, WrestlePROonline.com. And right now we're going to go to the bathroom and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. In addition to being the co-host of this podcast, I'm the founder and promoter of WrestlePro. Dare I say, WrestlePro puts on the best professional wrestling live events in the country. We're also fully insured and licensed. Now, if you're listening to the show, then you clearly love professional wrestling, and I appreciate that. I also have a question for you. Would you like professional wrestling in your area, maybe in your hometown, your high school, your college, your civic center, your stadium, whatever you want? If you're a civic group, a sports team, a fire department, a police department, you have a corporate event, a festival, any group that is looking to raise funds or put on an entertaining show, 
WrestlePro is your promotion. This is not your regular wrestling show. Just in the last year, WrestlePro has brought in incredible talent, such as Terry Funk, DDP, Booker T, Ryback, Cody Rhodes, Hornswoggle, Cole Cabana, Brian Cage, Jeff Jarrett, Tommy Dreamer, The Hardy Boys, Scott Steiner, and much, much more. Even the nature boy Ric Flair has been with WrestlePro and loves it. Tell him, Nate. It's the nature boy. Woo! Ric Flair, WrestlePro, the nature boy. Sign an autograph. Look as only you can look. WrestlePro, be there. Woo, 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 woo. Limousine riding. Jet flying. Woo! WrestlePro. Woo! If you're seriously interested, WrestlePro can bring a live wrestling show to your town. A full professional wrestling card complete with talent, eight matches, sound system, lighting, the works. We design the artwork and posters. We help you sell the tickets. We push all of our events all over our social media. We believe in good repeat business. Packages and prices vary on talent requested and their availability. For more information, contact me directly at WrestleProOnline at Yahoo.com or simply check out www.wrestleproonline.com and you can see our past and upcoming events to get a taste of what WrestlePro is all about. I hope to hear from you soon. The following advertisement has been paid for by the big guy Ryback. Are you hungry? You know I'm so hungry, big guy. Hey, Mark, what brings you here? So I'm just here to hang out with my all-time favorite superstar of all time. What brings you here? Well, I'm doing a paid advertisement for Feed Me More Nutrition. Available at FeedMeMore.com. Big guy, that is music to my ears. Do you tell the people about your ISO-hungry grass-fed whey protein isolate, the best-tasting protein on the market, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, the strongest pre-workout on the market, and the big guy, all-natural testosterone booster, my personal fave. Big guy, you're on to something with this Feed Me More Nutrition. It is some top-quality stuff. Well, thank you, Mark, it is. Feed Me More Nutrition Premium, quality, the highest quality supplements on the market today. Available now at FeedMeMore.com. But wait, there's more. Just for being a listener of Conversation with the Big Guy, you can now save 10%. That's right. Save 10% at FeedMeMore.com on all Feed Me More merchandise and apparel and Feed Me More Nutrition with discount code PODCAST10. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-10. Podcast 10. Thank you, guys. All right, we're back. Our bladders are empty, and uh, we're ready to rock and roll. I wanted to, uh, I'd forgotten, I forgot it last week also, but uh, you, you brought up the, the conversation with the big guy shirt on your end. I also have my Amazon merch up on Amazon under Feed Me More uh, and Feed Me More Nutrition, either one of those searches. And we got a full line of shirts up on, on Amazon. More designs coming soon here. Uh, when I get my, my guy in France is uh, back on his feet and, and uh, all settled in, uh, we will have some uh, new designs coming. But um, what are you drinking this week? Good question. I actually, uh, this is a, I love this drink. So have you heard about truly spiked and sparkling uh, alcohol, these little gimmicks? No. So you would like these. Okay, so they're basically, it's it's vodka with uh, seltzer and a little bit of a fruit essence, but they're uh, per can, two grams of carbs, one gram of sugar, uh, you know, obviously no fat, five grams of sodium. They're, I've been drinking these all summer. They're deadly. They sneak up on you. Are they um, sweetened with, they sweetened with stevia? They are sweetened with cane sugar, just a little bit of cane sugar. 
Okay, that, that's it. There's no other uh, sweeteners it. in it. Nope. It just because only one, one gram of sugar. Yeah, the, these stuff. I drink these on the beach all the time. Low calorie option because there's some out there called uh, spiked seltzers, very popular, but they have five grams of sugar. These have one. They're called Truly, um, all different flavors. I I love these. These are these are absolutely it's amazing. It's a good size can too. Yeah, yeah. People make fun of you drinking. I'm like, oh, what are you drinking? A fucking Zima? I'm like, no, I'm drinking vodka and. You know, I want to look good the next day. So, uh, do, you, do you super kick them after they say that? Uh, Superman punch. I'm, I'm more of a Superman punch kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but truly, I wasn't expecting that. I was, uh, yeah, I'm going to check drink? those out. That look, I went with Gentleman Jack tonight because I had not had it since. Uh, I remember on a uh, this was many years ago when we went to Australia with WWE. Mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose had gentleman J- gentleman's Jack on the bus, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the first time I, I'd, I'd had Jack before, but not gentleman's Jack. And I remember it made me extremely happy. So I uh, I bought a big bottle of it at the liquor store uh, for the podcast tonight. Not the whole bottle, obviously, but it's uh, it is good. I, uh, I I I I think I'm. I don't know what's going on, but I find myself liking whiskey these days more than even vodka. Why is that? Any reason? You like the better feeling or I, I think the feeling is slightly better and the taste. I don't it doesn't have that the vodka has even even though I love Tito's, it has I agree. I know. And I don't know what I, I, I can actually make my drink slightly stronger with the whiskey and it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't know if it's just the way my taste buds are with vodka, but it's uh, I find myself I feel like I feel like a more manly man drinking whiskey. I don't know yeah. what it is. That's no, it's true, man. If, I, I was a whiskey drinker my whole life until this year. But uh just something about a good dark liquid. Yeah, it's uh it goes great with the, the, the caffeine free colas with uh Zevia. Mm-hmm. Very very smooth. I'm, I'm I'm very impressed by it. So, just whiskey in general. But I'm I'm trying different ones here, and uh, in in look in our ongoing, just our ongoing discussions and looking for a, an alcohol sponsor for this podcast. But Absolutely. it's uh, speaking of different things. I actually this would feed me more nutrition. Everybody and I mentioned it on Snapchat uh, the other day. So. The fat burner now is the the lay. I had to get I had to register and get a barcode for the fat burner, and uh, and all that stuff, and submit everything with the new label designs because we're we're updating to the blue Ryback on the labels, uh, with that blue character that you see on a lot of the ads. We we get the bottles wrapped and all that deal, all that jazz, and uh, hopefully go not next week. I'm not going to be able to shoot down to California to go pick those up, but um, the week following, I'm hoping. So uh, hopefully within. I would say within 10 days of this podcast coming out, uh, I will have the uh, Shellshock Extreme Fat Burner ready to go. But signed a big deal with an online distributor. Um, and they're going to be carrying the products in, in various countries. Uh, really? Through their organ- yeah, big deal. This, was, uh, this is huge for me. So, uh, and just continuing to grow. And it's, I, I told you, and I'm not going to discuss numbers on here, but I was telling you the other day, like the numbers now that I'm pulling in, and it's... It's good, man. It's very promising. And uh, we are, we are, we have, I'm at a very, very good, good position right now for how soon we've been on the market. And uh, I can't thank everybody enough for their support and for their five-star reviews online. And you guys, if you can go on Amazon, if you purchase the products and please leave your reviews, 
it, it tremendously helps the cause greatly. So it's uh, we have a lot of cool cool things coming out, and I'm just letting the brand grow organically, man, and naturally, and, and doing my thing, and it's uh, it's really cool to see. So this past year has been really good for me, just in life, just setting everything, getting away, getting away from everything that was going on, and organizing everything and getting everything in place. So um, very happy on that end. Okay. I think now is it time for the old wrestling news, kind of run down what, what's happened this week? Yeah, why not? I wouldn't mind... Uh, I like getting caught up on what's going on. I'm social media free. I told you, Pat. I've I've been releasing Twitter prisoners um, throughout the last couple of weeks. How does that and, work? What's the process with that? Are you just logging on and picking? Is it like a lottery or is it like a? I don't know. How are you picking? Releasing them back into the wild? <laughs> yeah, letting them back out of the yard. Uh, so I go in because I have to download the app and I I can't look at the I can't look at the content. I, I just go right to the my settings and then go into my block list and then I just start releasing them and uh I just I just get and I start going I, I, when I have a little free time I'm like all right I'll just see how many I'll do before but it's uh just letting them back into the wild and uh I'm sure that pisses them off even more so it, it makes me <laughs> god damn it why did he unblock me <laughs> very cool so yeah on a somber note I think we we need to address this obviously uh, probably the biggest piece of news. Like I said, we record on a th- on a Thursday, and this comes out on a Monday. So you know, if things ever change or if things are outdated, but unfortunately, what I feel is you know, a ter- everyone feels a terrible situation. Uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair. We want to wish him a speedy recovery for all the health issues going on. I'm I'm sure you have the pretty much same thing to say with that. Exact same thing. And uh, I sent Charlotte a message this last week just letting her know, you know, positive thoughts. And Rick was always um, very, very good to me. And he always has been. He, um, I can't tell you how many times after a match he would come up and uh, and just give me his thoughts and, and very complimentary all the time, which to me was always uh, really, really cool. And never, 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 never had a bad thing to say. So uh, just in general, just he was always seemed to be smiling and, so um, it sucks. Unfortunate things happen, but he'll come out of this much stronger. But uh, uh, hopefully everyone, positive thoughts to the entire family, because that's not easy to, to have to, to go through that. And I, I don't still, I don't think, does anyone really know what's going on? I, I don't. I don't think anyone, uh, people were saying there was issues with his, uh, you know, maybe a blockage somewhere. But, you know whatever the family wants to release, it's their privacy. It's their business. All we need to know is absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully it makes a recovery. And, you know, I, I still think I've had this conversation. Maybe it's not even worth getting into, but I do think he's the greatest of all time. I do. You know, uh, he was my favorite, one of my, one of, if not my favorite growing up reason yeah. I bleached my hair. But, uh, yeah, I think so. that explains us perfectly. Ric Flair was the reason why you started bleaching your hair. Of and course. Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner was the reason I bleached my hair in high school. Out of, right out of high school, actually. Sorry. Jesus Christ. That, 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 wow. Just saying that. But in all seriousness, uh, I think it's hard to say who's the... Everything changes as generations, you know, we go from generation mm-hmm. to generation. But I think he was... Uh, I mean, it's the the things he has done in wrestling. As far as I, I don't count like the championships and all that. That's all fucking fake. 
like yeah, all that. No, I, don't, I look I'm not at it from just like, like just the work standpoint of going out there and doing hour matches every night and like that. I'm talking about because the work is real as far mm-hmm. as the effort that you, the energy that you expend out there. And he was constantly expending energy at a at a very high rate, at a higher rate than anybody. And uh, and and he was in in, in the ring uh, very, you know, it was great in the ring. Mm-hmm. It just but but like yeah, it, it's just it's unfortunate that this has all happened, but uh, he'll come out better for it, and um, hopefully everyone is uh, keeping strong in the family. And, but it definitely, that was shocking to see, because he seems like he's indestructible. Yeah. From, I think we everyone kind of just expects that. The guy survived a plane crash, and he's wrestled as long as anybody. He could probably still go in and wrestle a match, you know? I, I would think so, yeah. he, he uh, We had him here, I believe, was it last September? Yeah, last September. So it's been almost a year. Uh, I had Ricky and I was real nervous to have him because I heard different things independently, you know, if he's in a bad mood or, you know, there's been issues before, but I, everything for my appearance, at least he just was so awesome. He was, he was fucking okay. in a great mood, happy to be there. He was great to me and Cody when we worked, he was just overall just, just pleasure having him. And yeah, you know, obviously we're saying, you know, we're just saying our part, but hopefully things work out for the best. Yeah, it's still hopefully. Uh, it's just crazy. I mean, it, we, nobody. Uh, we're all human, you know. So He's got a big thirty for thirty coming out on ESPN, and uh, oh, really? Yeah, that's going to be a really big deal. But they uh, and uh, company around here, the show you wrestled there, Starland Ballroom, they like to have whoever's going to be on the thirty for thirty. They often do events where. Whoever, while it debuts, they want to have the people there. So they had one about Dwight Gooden and and Daryl Strawberry, and they had oh yeah they they screened it guys. live with so they had an event showing Thirty for Thirty with Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden there on the night it debuted, and we were in the process of figuring out a way to have Flair there for his upcoming Thirty for Thirty, and maybe do a question and answer, which I may or may not host or do, but I really hope you know obviously. I hope he makes a full recovery and, and, you know, selfishly putting that story in, but he has a lot of that 30 for 30 is going to be awesome. And hopefully he can be healthy to enjoy it and back to doing his thing. Absolutely. And, uh, kind of sidebar on this. Uh, I always, when I hear last names, I always try to wonder, like I always, uh, the name strawberry has never been used in professional wrestling. So do you think we need a we need someone with the last name Strawberry? I think it's an untapped market, Pat. <laughs> the I'm just thinking you can go many different ways with this, but the last name Strawberry. I just so you know, young little and of course everyone's go, oh, you're dumb as fuck, blah 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 blah. When I was a kid, I I liked Daryl Strawberry because of his last name, and then he just turned out to be a great baseball player. He could have sucked, and I would have still liked him because he had the last name <laughs> Strawberry. Makes sense. I just thought it, I, it's, it's crazy how this – I'm sure there's a ton of other kids out there that their first exposure to him because you're sitting there, my dad, we'd watch baseball, but this was before I was old enough to even understand what was going on. And I'm sitting there, and the only thing I recognize is the goddamn word Strawberry out of everything that I'm watching. Well, that got my attention, and then the guy hits a home run, and then, oh – this is cool. Huh. And then I, before I knew it, I was hooked on baseball. I love so, strawberries. Uh, They're delicious. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's why I, I really think there's stuff to simplicity sometimes 
because you're playing to kids. And that's why I always, with the whole, the, the feed me more thing, people, I just got another video today from a guy sent me a, emailed me a video of his little kid doing the feed me more thing now. And I'm like, it's, that's, they don't know what it means for me, but they understand the phrase. Mm -hmm. So it just, yes, everybody understands simple things. So I always, strawberry. I would like to see a wrestler with the name strawberry in the upcoming years. Do you think the Skip Sheffield run would have been enhanced if you were called Skip Strawberry? (laughs) (laughs) On my Titan Tron, it's just a big strawberry with a cowboy hat. And your trunks is just black trunks, which is what a big big strawberry strawberry on it. Yeah. (laughs) This is... Always eating a strawberry. Like, uh. I just... I, all I care about is the Titan Tron with the strawberry face with the cowboy hat with the little yup, yup, yup coming out of the mouth of the strawberry. <laughs> I just picture that opening act right there. Big t-shirt with like a strawberry with a cowboy hat on. <laughs> <laughs> this is Skip Strawberry. <laughs> what an idea. Maybe I'll make my comeback as this, Pat. Jeez. <sighs> Very cool. Uh, I was, uh, you tell me what you think of this today. I was looking in the mirror. I shaved my head this morning cause I always shave it every other day. <laughs> Unless I have back to back wrestling shows, I'll shave it both days. Uh, but, uh, I was looking and I was like, man, I really, I can grow a full head of hair. I have the widow's peak, but and we, you've talked about this. You're like, you should, this, when I left last year, you go, you should grow your hair out. I, I stand I've, by that. I, I think, well, maybe not. I, I just thought it'd been cool if you showed up and had the like kind of grown in crew cut look. I think that would have been cool. I uh I I I would honestly have no problem growing my hair long. Mm-hmm. I think it would but I was wondering if I if I just bleached my hair and my beard just to look <laughs> nobody's doing the bleach thing right now. No. Not, but I'm not trying to go back but I, I don't like attention. So I was thinking I was like this will ruin my life because he'll just draw more attention to me. Yeah. Of uh but it also might eliminate everyone that recognizes me from TV that they won't have any idea who I am anymore. So maybe I don't with the beard balds or with hair and the beard bleached. So you're going like full Hogan. Every my hair, but my hair, I can grow hair everywhere on my head. I just have that little widow's peak. So I'm grow my hair long. Maybe it's just bleached the hair with the, with the brown beard. I don't know. I was just looking, I can just completely disguise myself. And nobody would ever recognize me ever again. And, uh, or they'll just know. be like, hey, Ryback bleached his hair. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, Ryback, you look really stupid. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking about that today. Maybe not bleaching the beard. That's pretty fucking extreme. Uh, but my hair, it goes through that awkward phase. It would, have, it, would take me, it would take me three to four weeks to have it at a good length where I would feel comfortable. Yeah. So I don't, it would, the first two weeks, so I, it would look really shitty, I feel like, but I, I don't know if I could do wrestling appearances with my hair coming in. Yeah, you, know you would, I mean? you could, but you would probably feel really weird. P- right. Oh, Ryback's a real lazy piece of shit. He doesn't even shave his head anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the, the new fucking sportster write up. Uh, I shaved my beard off. I got sick of it. You know, I noticed that too. This could be, rest- I noticed that. Yeah. Uh, it was, <sighs> I got sick of it a little bit, but like every wrestler, I'd say 95% of WWE have facial hair now. I don't know if you've noticed that. Everybody it's, has it's, something. It's become a thing now. Everyone has facial hair. Yeah. It's a culture thing. It's just, it's in style to be cleanly shaven is not, a lot of guys have beards. I think I was A lot hurt, of women like beards. Uh, 
my wife is not well she was but i noticed that my beard is dude my beard is like wool it's like red and very coarse and i know it was like really it was irritating my wife and i'm like should i just shave this off and she's like no but i'm like you know what whatever i just so i took it off today and i'll go beardless for a while and uh you know i don't know be full pat have you thought about growing just a mustache yeah that's what you're you're you are pat cena right now i am i'm in full character and uh Looking forward to the upcoming birthday party season. <laughs> Have you uh, you thought about growing a mustache? I've done that before. I do that every time I shave my beard off. I'll just leave the mustache and just kind of be like, "Wow, this is this is fucking terrible." And then I'll like, I'll shave the mustache. The little you know, I don't want to say who, what kind of must a Charlie Chaplin mustache. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know where you, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, we just to see what it, see what it looks like and laugh, and then I shave it off. Um, Mustaches, man. I remember when Cody had his mustache, he looked so weird to me. It's just such a weird thing. But it used to look normal on guys for some reason. I don't know why. Like I Back old school wrestlers with a mustache, it seemed more natural than it does now. It was like a 70s and 80s thing. And then just, yeah, you can't, you never really see it anymore. You have to have a really, really rugged look to you to pull off the mustache. I don't know. It's yeah. um, maybe that. Maybe that's what I shave off my beard and just go with a mustache. A bleached blonde mustache. A bleached blonde mustache. <laughs> I actually put a Snapchat up today after I was uh, working out. And uh, I told you my back, everything is feeling really, really good. But I was looking at my wall and, I, and my gym. If you ever see if I put on, on my Snapchats, I have a, I have a wall of, of, of top WWE wrestlers because that was always, I always, I'm very big on, on envisioning things and guys that ha- have had a lot of success and, um, I just look at that and, and it just always is always motivating to me. It always was. And, uh, but Hogan, I'm looking, I'm looking at the airbrush. I'm looking at his weight belt. And then I, I look and I'm like, Jesus, everyone used to call me Goldberg when they were just, or that little phase that there was. And I was like, fucking Hulk Hogan more than as far as, uh, what I've taken it. it I was like the weight belt, the airbrush. And then I look and I see Hulk rules and right above it, I got my little, poster thing that says Ryback rules. I was like, Jesus Christ, I've stolen everything from this man and, and it's gone completely unnoticed. <laughs> That's why I said, grow the hair back. And like people, the anger on people's faces, they want to chant Goldberg. They'd be so confused. If you have this, just a little bit of hair or just something there, they're going to be, they won't be able to do it. I don't think at least. Yeah. And I think that they're, uh, I, I don't put anything past anyone these days, Pat, but, uh, yeah, it might not be a bad idea. It might be a little. It might be something. To, maybe it, it can give him the, the the blue Ryback logo on Feed Me More Nutrition. He just has a bleached beard and blonde hair on top of that big hulking blue body. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, I'll think about it. Okay. If I let my hair grow out, I gotta bleach my hair. I feel like to, if I let it grow out, I don't know why. I I just leaving it brown feels weird growing it out to me. But huh? We'll see. Okay, back to wrestling news outside of uh, dyeing our hair and beard. Yeah. <laughs> we had, did you see Raw? There was a hell of a, uh, you know, building up. To, I mean, granted, I know SummerSlam will have aired by the time this came out, but I just wanted to mention how great the security team was on a, a Monday Night Raw. I don't know if you got a chance to see that. A lot of guys out there. It was actually, those were your guys, weren't they? There was a lot of my guys. I think, I, I know I could have went too, but I elected not to. <laughs> Like, I just, I don't know. 
So. This is you really disappointed me on this. We had a talk. We had a conversation about this, and they you were allowed to go to Raw, yeah, because Cone you dealt with John Cone, I believe, right? He's really good with, uh, um, you know, with 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 using guys. He's awesome, and and it was a thing. Oh, here here I can explain this. So WWE has a policy now for extras. This just came out where you have to have your blood work done within the last six months, and I've had that done before for like. Mohegan Sun and I think another casino somewhere but now it's like they need it they want it period just to know if you're yeah. healthy or if you had to do something so but they just put that just put that into effect like this week so a lot of guys couldn't get the booking if they didn't have the blood work done you know I do have the blood work done but uh, luckily they found enough enough dudes and you know the ring was secure with uh they didn't. They didn't. They weren't able to stop them. But you know, Pat, this this podcast would have been so much better with you having a story of going backstage at Raw and dealing with Mark Carano, who, which by the way, they should just fire and replace with John Cone, who is superior <laughs> to him in every single way. If anybody's listening, which I know they are, fire Mark Carano and replace him with John Cone. He's just a better human being. He, which will ruin John Cone completely because the position is a shit position, but. Pay him a little better. Fuck. <laughs> I I just wish you were there and dealing with Mark, wearing your conversation with the big guy shirt or your Ryback shirt all day at Raw, talking to all my, my guys I used to work with, and you could have had a hell of a story for today. How you, you getting handcuffed and taken out, or or Brock shooting on you and fucking roughing you up, <laughs> per Vince, ah, rough him up. I just couldn't, man. I don't know. I just felt too. It's petrifying really, being an extra. And now it isn't because I know every or a lot of the guys. But, um, you know, I was telling to my crew, I was like, you're going to go up there, you know, be respectful. You get to eat food and work out in the ring if you can. Do your best. Don't annoy anybody. And you're going to be scared to death all day long. And that's, that, <laughs> that's really being an extra. That's what you go through. Yeah. It, there's, no, there's nothing you can do or not do. You go and have a meal. Oh, he looks like he's enjoying that meal a little too much. Fuck him. Who the or, fuck uh, is he know? to eat? Why is that guy yeah. eating food? What What do we... Fuck yeah. Fuck him for fucking consuming food. <laughs> oh, he, what, he likes diet soda? What a piece of shit. Just <laughs> two bottles of water? Two bottles? <laughs> it's... He just fucking like, God damn it. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, no, I'm glad your guys got to go up there, though, and uh, experience the fear of nothing. <laughs> In other it really news, is. It's all, yeah, sorry. Let's move on to SmackDown. Uh, I think the biggest thing from that is Baron Corbin cashing in, but not getting the old title. Uh, thoughts on that? <sighs> I mean, the last guy was uh, that had the money in the bank that didn't... Was it Damian Sandow that they used to cash in with Cena? Yeah, where that whole thing and, and that fucking was the end of everything with him. Yeah, you know I don't remember if there's been anyone since, but I don't believe so. I believe most of them have been successes. Correct? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, not to say all of them have to be successes, but the Sandow thing was was extremely odd, which we all everybody knew that, and from top to bottom. And, uh, and again, that and that that should have been done on a pay per view if they're going to do it anyways. I feel like, but. And I thought with the Sandow thing, I mean, I don't know if you're talking about the Corbin or the Sandow thing, but I thought the, the Sandow whole, one. I thought the whole heat in that was because he was losing matches still, was lose, 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 cash in and win, 
that to me would have been appealing, but didn't go that direction. No, and that was just and that was by design, mm-hmm. and that's and that's one hundred percent what that was. And the um, the Corbin thing is, it was just uh, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it would have been a yeah. I just didn't. I don't know what's going on. Is there anything going on with him that uh, that he's like? Were they? They were down like, on him, or he's, he's in trouble, or the doghouse is the term that you hear. He's in the doghouse. Yeah, like I don't know if th- there was like inner you know, reports on that, but he's done exceptionally well. I love Baron Corbin stuff. I love the fact. I, I do too. I think he's really talented. I don't know if people realize he steals a lot of stuff from Big Boss Man, which I I, I love. I love the fact that he, yep. and I think that's really cool as shit because I used to steal stuff from Boss Man too. But like he, um. He just I think he does a great job, but I just feel like the cash in you know, it was it was an awkward timing considering SummerSlam's right here. You know, it, it just didn't I don't know. It just it felt a little off putting and I think I think people were just genuinely disappointing, even though like that's such a big moment and people one of the few things people still genuinely care about in wrestling. And it just yeah. you know, it's an afterthought now. It it just it ha- it's like oh it happens and now he's not as threatening or special anymore because he doesn't have that. It so. almost lowers the value of the Money in the Bank briefcase. I feel like because I think people get really because when you win it, if so many people have had success with it that when you win it, you're almost witnessing you're witnessing the next champion. Mm-hmm. Like if that makes sense. And uh, whereas now there's maybe some doubt, and it's I understand both views on it, but. Uh, Things are only going to get better for him. He wrestles John Cena at SummerSlam on Sunday, so I'm sure everything will pick right back up for him after that. I, I sense a little bit of sarcasm there. You, you... <laughs> what do you mean? Sure, he's well, going to beat him, and every, gonna, every, everything's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> I don't. Why is he wrestling John Cena? Is there? I didn't know if there's. Is there anything going on with that or no? Honestly, I really have no idea why. I don't, I don't either. And I, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Pat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else is going on in wrestling? Uh, we had an incident here. This touches home for. Are you are you doing a coloring book? Because I keep hearing. I've. This is what I've. I've just scribbled. Every. I don't time. know. I think. I think I'm very angry tonight. If he, anybody, I'm. I maybe it's the gentleman Jack. I'm getting angrier as the podcast goes on. Yeah. I, I'm just in. You've seen me before, and I'm and I'm not even. This is my second drink, and I still got half of it to go. I'm not even. I'm just. I'm angry tonight, Pat. I don't. I can't explain it. No specific reason. Is there? You know. You... No, no specific reason whatsoever. Like honestly, I was happy before. I, I think though I'm uh, like my everything with like weights and like I'm, I'm my body's starting to feel good again. Mm-hmm. Like real, I told you like, and I have to take it easy still. So I have a lot of pent up energy still. And, uh, and I'm, I'm just trying to harness and control that energy, and I'm doing that by scribbling violently on this paper, as you can see. Again, I know. Just, I just, I, just, I don't mind that you're doing. It. Every time I talk, I just hear like a, like a, like a horror movie child just scribbling into the desk. I'm like, I can't. I, I hope that it. comes across the entire podcast. You just hear me, and now <laughs> we're talking about it, so you'll know. Like, what the fuck? He's angry tonight. Yeah, I'm sorry to everybody out there listening. And uh, <laughs> any other news going on? Well, there was a thing. La- okay, look, being an independent promoter, it's hard to really. Tickets are always a thing. Trying to draw a crowd, trying to you know make money and provide and do all these things for the- and have you know 
wrestling experience, put on good shows. It's hard, especially in the Northeast area recently. I think there's just a lot of stuff going on, but there's an independent. Have you ever heard of Progress Wrestling, an independent wrestling promotion? They're in. Uh, I feel like I've heard of that name. So they're they're a more popular group. They run. They're from England, uh, as far as I know. If I had that wrong, I'm embarrassed. But I'm pretty sure they're from England. And here's what's going on. So they ran their first New York show. They came all the way over here and put on a show in in my area uh, last week. And what happens with that is being a promoter here, and I have a license and obviously all that jazz, they just, they're kind of endorsed by WWE in a weird way because what I think happens is that WWE was doing the whole UK tournament, all that stuff, but essentially to me, I got the vibe, and people can argue that they were kind of trying to control the independent wrestling scene in England. They saw it being popular. Hey, let's do yeah. let's UK title tournament. But running all that stuff in England is a big cost, all that stuff. And they're kind of getting away from that. I don't think they have anything planned for any more UK shows with all the budget cuts they want to do, stuff like that. So I We feel- never talked about that. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So I feel like they've kind of loosely endorsed this promotion called Progress, which is a great promotion. And Progress did a show here. And uh, one of the things was they had like Jack Gallagher on it, their UK champion. They had a lot of the UK British guys mixed with popular indie guys. And they drew a huge crowd. But here's the thing. They they don't know how to run a show here. So they go, they go how do we do this? And WWE goes, oh, well, contact Gabe Sapolsky, the promoter of Evolve, who then contacts another promoter who has the license and they rented a building that fits about 600 people, and they drew a crowd of like over 1,000 to 1,200 people. Now, mind you, it's fucking summertime in New York. There's no air conditioning, and okay. uh, people were, you know, wrestling fans, some of them are passionate. They can, they can get through a hot, you know, being hot in a building. One of my shows, it was like 100 degrees in the building. It's not going not gonna to hurt some of them. <laughs> it probably didn't smell very good. It's like a sauna, just you know. But from what I, LBs. a couple people I heard passed out. I know one woman at least passed out from heat heat exertion. I've had that at shows, dude. I've had people where I'm like, it's not even that hot, and I've had people ask for refunds. You got to give them refunds, or they're just sweating profusely. So, pic- but picture this: no realistic picture, a thousand people in a 600 seat building in just August, people passing out everywhere, just. And here's here's what pisses me <coughs> off. Okay, you know, that happens great, but like it pisses me off because now what's gonna happen is this. I've had issues with the Athletic Commission before in a hundred person building where I've had crowds of seventy them bust my balls over heat and or there's not enough chairs for people. Like five people le- legit one time five people were standing up and the commission yeah. guy was like, Hey, they need chairs. I'm like, there's five people. They can stand. We, we... Hopefully, there's still reinforced chairs. <laughs> We've had that issue before too. But have we? Have we? Going back, to, going back to what I was saying is somehow this show happens where they're allowed to have this jam, and fans are are fucking drenched. Like they're 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 saying how uncomfortably hot it is. But they're I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one that gets the blowback from it because I run so many events in New York. Um, and it just, you know, what sucks to me is that I would have loved to have worked with progress wrestling and find them a building that would have had 1500 seats with air conditioning. That's affordable with, yeah. but here's why I can't because their relationship is with, you know, we'll go back and forth with WWE to, to Gabe, 
who then gets his indie cronies in, and this is what happens. So it's just, I'm like, you know, Hunter put out a thing this week that he's looking to work with more independent, independent promoters can go to the Performance Center, and he wants to establish relationships. And like, I'm looking at that going, well, why can't this be done? I could have had a nice air-conditioned venue for this giant independent promotion to run a really great show. Instead, they, it goes from promoter to promoter to promoter, and this situation ends up happening where fans are literally miserable because they're fucking yeah. dying of heat exhaustion. Just, just fucking frustrating. I do my job because right. You do the, because you do the podcast with me. You're not allowed to. I'm on the ban list. Hey, I could have been at Raw, man, so apparently not. Apparently I'm still in, a, I'm still in the mix. No, I'll go... You can go back anytime you want. Everybody's like, oh, you can never go. You can fucking go back anytime you want. Quit living no. in fear, little bitches. Yeah, there's no burn bridges in wrestling. There really is. You, you, can't, you can't burn shit down. You can do anything you want. That's what I've been trying to say from the beginning. <laughs> Quit living in fear, little bitches. That's all I got to say. I'm angry tonight, Pat. I can't, I can't stress that enough. This gentleman's jack is really getting you fired up. He brings out the real big guy. <laughs> that's all i got for wrestling news this week so no it's not we went over the show beforehand I, you told me much more there was wasn't there something with alberto we talked about sorry before? i missed that yeah i mean earlier this week you know global force stripped el rio of the title really shitty situation i think everyone's in and now he's not he champion. was cleared of any wrongdoing also right what's that i'm sorry cut out he yeah, we have we're having technical difficulties here. This connection is the worst we've ever had, by the way. It is. It sucks. I don't know what the fuck is going on. We're gonna take a break pretty shortly, but and in, in, in fix this issue. But nobody, hopefully, the listeners don't hear. It's just me and you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was cleared of all all wrongdoing, I believe, wasn't he? He was, and I think that's what's making the situation even more difficult. If you really think about it. Yeah, that's rough. That, uh, but in this day and age with social media, and you got like you have like again like that random woman trying to film stuff and record stuff. It's just fifteen years ago, this stuff isn't even nobody knows about anything. People get in arguments. Married couples get in arguments all the time and get in fights all the time and 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 get in serious fights. That's and not to say that's right or wrong, but uh, but that's marriage. Like you yeah. get in fights. Like that's what, uh, for the most part, or you, and I think now with social media and everything, everything's just such public knowledge and everybody criticizes everything. And like I said, you put a post out, you know, I hope everybody has a beautiful day. I, I love you all. Fuck you. Life is miserable. You're a piece of shit. I hope you die a miserable death and you can't, there's nothing you could do anymore. So let alone getting an argument and being a married couple, it, it not to say, Obviously, they they know what they're doing, and maybe they have inside information. But um, I'm glad he was cleared of all wrongdoing, and he can get back and and go back and continue wrestling. And he's he's a great wrestler. So, and I've always enjoyed Alberto. I think it's the best situation for both, and here's why: because what makes it tough is because there was no he was cleared. The company, I'm assuming, a talent like him probably has some sort of contract, and you can't get rid of someone if they didn't do anything technically wrong. So there's a yeah. legal obligation there. So, but I think it's best for they both came to an agreement. Like, look, and he put out too that he's volunteering this and he's stepping away because if he didn't and didn't address, you know, the the elephant in the room, this would have just kept following him, following him, following him, and, and it still might. But I think Global Force are in a really shitty situation where they're like, look, like, you know, we can't, you know, and they they went down. I think the appropriate path of dealing with it. So. Let me ask you this. Do you think Global Force can, can get 
on the map as a pro wrestling organization? I think that they, they're having, obviously, issues financially where they're trying to... Uh, they were put in a bad situation by Dixie. I've said it before. And they had a lot of, you know, came in there with a certain amount of money and they're trying to make up for it. It all comes down to a platform, man. It comes down to the whatever network they can get on or they need to get on a major. They need to get on a major network. I feel like I think need, that's the the biggest thing right now. They need eyes on the product some way, yeah. some, somehow before anything can happen, and and that's just that. I don't know if it's a TV network. It certainly helps, but they just need something substantial. Where you know, I don't know if it's and, Facebook Live. I don't know what it is. I don't know what could be the thing that gets eyes on the product. I'm not sure. Anthem, yes or no? Anthem has more money than Vince. The owner of Anthem, Le- Leonard Asper, uh, collectively does have more money than Vince McMahon. Yes. So this this could realistically be the right pairing, and they, they could do really great business if, if they are allowed to do great business. I truly think so. If they, if they have a shot, they're with the right people. I think, and I and I and we've we've discussed things, and I I but. And this is just my opinion, but I think in getting on a major network, pop TV, and no offense and nothing, but again, I don't, I'd have to pay to get that on my TV. And I'm not, I pay $250 a month for my cable phone and, and internet bill. I'm not trying to pay for more channels on things. Like, and I, I have never heard of pop TV before until I knew, oh, that's what, it, uh, what impact is on. I think if you're on a major, on, on a regular TV channel that, that is available to everybody, that gives you the best chance to succeed, which I think is hopefully they're going that direction, right? I would think that's a goal, but it's like, how do you, it, it, obviously it's not easy to come by, especially with the networks that were so open to having you before. I mean, dude, Dixie ruined, she ruined the Spike TV network thing because of an hire, having Russo hired without, you know, that got caught. They, the network basically said, hey, we don't want him involved. She kept him on payroll. They got caught lying. That ended that. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And then going to uh, Destination America, she cc'd one of the executives of the company complaining about something else, and they said, "Okay, we don't want to, we don't want to deal with this shit anymore." So those were two major networks, or maybe I don't know how big Destination America was, but Spike TV surely is. And uh, you know, th- those are sour grapes towards the wrestling business. Who knows if they would, you know, take a chance outside of with the WWE company? Like it's 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 a hard sell. It sucks. It, like I wish wrestling was more. You know, I wish a Fox Sports one or something was more embraceive towards pro wrestling. It just seems like a hard, you know, a hard thing to sell. No, it's definitely they're in a they're in a it doesn't matter who who they are. They're in a tough position just from the standpoint because WWE has created such a strong brand now. I, I really, really I want the best for them because I think having Global Force Wrestling as a viable option and like a strong I think they could. They, I think the sky's the limit with them if they can get their 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 ducks in, in a row here in in order. That um, and I think it benefits everybody. But I think having a major TV deal is the first step in a really really more. You just people have to be able to have an option to tune into you. Mm-hmm. And I just know like you know I have to pay to get that channel. People aren't gonna. That that's the first. It's not gonna. It there there's a, there's a. There's a ceiling on that success with hundred percent, yeah. So it's really I, I hope 
they could get it all figured out because Jeff seems like he's trying really hard and all that. So I, I want them to I want them to succeed. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna take another break. We'll be right back. If you're anything like us, you like to enjoy a nice cold soda every now and then, but you hate the empty calories and the artificial sweeteners that come with it. With Zevia, you don't have to pick your poison. You won't feel awful worrying about the potentially harmful side effects because with Zevia, there are none. Zevia uses the all-natural sweetener, Stevia, and doesn't have any caramel coloring either. The result is a delicious and safer soda with none of the nasty stuff. Zevia has 14 different flavors of soda, four flavors of sparkling water, and four flavors of awesome energy drinks. This is the naturally sweetened pop you and your family will crave. And Zevia is giving you the opportunity to try their products for yourself for free. That's right, for free. If you live in the U.S. or Canada, just go to Zevia.com slash podcast and sign up. And they'll mail you a coupon for a free six-pack. What are you waiting for? Head to Zevia.com slash podcast and get your hands on some ASAP. All right, we're back in my favorite time of the night. This is something I, I really look forward to is reviews of the week. Reviews of the week. All right, let me pull up the old review skis. First one, Oh Wow by C Thor 3. I'm no longer big into the wrestling scene, so why do I listen me to this either. podcast? <laughs> Great stories from behind the scenes, the road, and elsewhere from two charismatic, well, thank you, sir, gentlemen who don't hold anything back. Uh, I listen every Monday morning during my morning lifting session. Sometimes it's hard to fight back the laughter. I never expected the podcast to uh, help my life, but it has. I'll continue listening just because you, and I think everyone should. Thank you for the info, the inf- the innovation, and the motivation, Pat and Ryback. Hell of a review. I, I We get a lot of people in the, that listen to us in the gym, I've noticed. Is that a thing with people? They listen to podcasts in the gym? That's all I do. I listen to podcasts. I can do it during cardio. You don't, don't do like music? I'm lifting. I do music when I'm lifting. Yeah. Meet up. So that's... I do my meditation for an hour. From I do my stretches and everything and my rehab stuff. And then I go into uh, music for the final part. And then usually... Uh, doing cardio a little youtube i'll youtube a match and uh maybe a little podcasting on the on the on the, on the elliptical and then uh i do my hard conditioning at night with no no nothing so man really nothing because i can't i can't keep headphones on with the i'm shaking and moving so fast <laughs> just yeah i can do the burpees and jumping jacks i'll i wear a hat and i wear these audio uh these special headphones and luckily they've stayed on they may fall off a little bit but I need new headphones. I, I told you my tap out ones finally broke. So I, I'm going with the corded. I got four pairs of headphones at the, the house that I bought over the years that when I had a he- pair of headphones like the, the, the Beats that would break, I always would buy like a 20 or $30 pair at the airport. And this happened three or four times over the years. So I have like four of these headphones you're looking at here with the cord in. So I got a pair in each of my vehicles that when I go to the gym, I just take them with me. But I don't like with the cord. I, I can't do that hard conditioning. I'll, I'll I knock them off every time, so I just quit doing it. Hmm. All right. That's a great review, though. Thank you very much. Appreciate the workout tips by Albino Twenty. Hey guys, I listen to the podcast every week, and I've been trying to find a set of cardio workouts that work best for me. I work out daily, but struggle to find results. Last week, Ryback mentioned sprint intervals 
where you sprint for a minute, then cool down, sprint, cool down, etc. I tried it for the first time this week for, for six sets and felt really good afterward. I like the show. Thank you for all the fitness tips. Man, it's really cool. That's um, I got my, my tips of the week coming for this week. But another uh, thing I was going to – I started doing – because I'm really big into this Conor Floyd fight. I am, I am hyped, Pat. I don't know about really? you. I am, I, am, I am beyond stoked over this thing. I think they mm-hmm. – I am sold on the story. And I don't know if you know, Conor McGregor is a big – he's really big into, like, the secret and the uh, visualization and positive thinking and, and, inv- and just visioning things. And uh, there's a really cool Conor video – of him just talking about all this stuff, and you could see the real him. And you could, when he plays it up, he plays it up. But you could, you get, you get to kind of see the who he really is. And um, I started doing on the elliptical three minute rounds, like a fight, like a, hard as you can for three minutes. And I usually do. I do the elliptical throwing punches or just the the steering. No, just just <laughs> goddamn it, you son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, no, I'm on the elliptical throwing my fucking punches and then throwing super kicks in between and all that. Um, three minutes with my hands on the goddamn handlebars, asshole. And uh, as hard as you can. <laughs> then a minute normal, just kind of getting your, getting your win back. And then another three minutes and doing rounds like, like a boxing match. Um, okay. As I watch my fucking Connor videos on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> like a fucking mark. Um, no, but uh, there's so many different things. But there's to bur- truly burn body fat. It's why you look at most of these mixed martial artists and boxers, they're super lean for the most part. Is because of their conditioning programs. When you expend that much energy, you burn body fat at such a high rate. So uh, that's been another kick of mine here lately is I'll do that the first part of the day. Then I'll do like my burpees or my assault bike and my, uh, my other tip that I'm going to put on here at, uh, for my tips of the week tonight for conditioning. But yeah, that's, uh, it's really cool to hear that uh, people are having success with just what I do for my life. So... What was the name of, uh, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, we got one more. You're throwing uh, three at me this week. I'll do three. A couple came in this week. These are, by the way, not that it matters. We've always, these, the two were domestic, correct? These are domestic. I do have three from England, though. I'll save those for next week. Well, you want to go ahead and throw one of the England ones in for this week? Just to kind of. No, because you're not going to. No, because you're not going to pick it. We'll do, we'll do a whole British thing next week. We'll be excited for that one. Well. I've really, I'm really looking forward to that, Pat. That sounds like a plan. Hopefully, they pick your fucking show. You can, All right, you can buy nice them a review. You buy them a goddamn air fucking airfare out to your show <laughs> with a shirt and everything involved. A whole whole package by the Buckster guys coming next week. <laughs> J. John Wrestling. Uh, the the subject says Ryback devours other weak and frail podcasts. Every week, listen. Every week, listener. Wait. Doesn't make sense. Every week, listeners since the beginning have always been a big fan. Okay. Oh, he's listened every week. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Jesus. Big fan of Ryback since his W. I can't read. Can't say I knew who Pat Buck was, but listening to the show, I've gotten to know him, and he seems like a pretty cool guy as well. Thanks. Jesus. Great podcast. You want to listen to the news of this week in wrestling, insights from his WWE days, I highly recommend. I like the other two reviews better. I don't know about you. Why? Why did That was a great review, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you get mad that people don't know who you are sometimes? Oh, sometimes. It's all the time. I'm used to it. If, you're that, not, if you don't have TV, TV exposure in wrestling, it's just such a thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, oh, that's, absolutely. No, that's, yeah, it's, it's not. 
It's not a bad thing. I would I would trade places with you fucking in a heartbeat. Ah, uh, bullshit. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so this week... People always looked at me anyways because I was so goddamn big and jacked. I don't fucking want all they got of attention. I would rather be... Wish they didn't Sorry, know my I name. No, I cut you off. Well, I've done it for fucking the past year. I think you owe me a few. <laughs> I was getting into my car this week to go train my guys. And I, as I'm pulling my bag out, a car pulls behind me and he goes, Hey, do you know where WrestlePro is? I'm like, Oh, the school? Yeah, it's right behind, right here, right in these doors. And he goes, Yeah, I've been talking online. And I remember I, I emailed, I replied to the emails. And uh, he's like, I've been emailing with that guy, Pat Buck. And I'm like, Oh, yeah? He's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to like, come down and train. <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. Hi, I'm him. He's like, oh, I'm like, you fucking, you want to train here and you don't even know who the fuck you're talking to? It's just, just but they don't, you got to understand. So people, this is like, so this, we, I think I saw this firsthand at WrestleCon in Orlando this last year when you were there with me and and good old Stu Bennett, Wade Barrett doing our, our meet and greet that I go, this is Pat Buck. And they, oh, wow. They, they know your name, but they don't have a face with your name all the time. No, they, that was, no. a couple of them were like, oh, cool, and were embraceive. In fact, I met people last night at Sam's podcast that were really cool, but, dude, WrestleCon, they looked at me like, I, it was like, who the fuck are you? I have no idea what that means, like, no, okay, that, that did happen a few times, which blew my mind, <laughs> because I'm thinking, do they just tune out your voice and just hear me talking the whole time? I don't know. It, this is, it's really interesting. I, this whole thing, I, it's, this has been a hell of a year. I'm, I'm excited for the things to come. We're, uh, by the way, we are, we're moving over to mid roll very soon, I believe. Correct. Uh, hopefully, hopefully very soon. Yes. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be a good fit. So, and I, I'm a very appreciative, uh, towards audio boom and, uh, the, the year that we've had and, uh, but, but it's time to move on. And uh, all great, great things come to an end, and or just all things come to an end. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, what was uh, what was that first reviewer's name, Pat? The first one was oh man, there was even more reviews. I don't. I Wait, you want you want to go ahead and throw some more? Come on, fucking feed. Oh, we got a long show here. Feed me more. This one stood out just because <laughs> I remember this guy has messaged you before by TKO. Oh, I've, I've told him to his face. God damn it, Pat. I've told him that I can't rig the contest. So in like, But I made the mistake of telling him that I would pick him as a winner if he sent in a review. Uh-oh. Fuck. So this is I, I, recognize, I recognize the name already. So this is really putting me in a real... I can't rig the fucking contest. The re- he wrote Happy One Year, too. He planned this, man. Well, go ahead and read it. Happy one year. Fucking cost me wow. money this week. <laughs> I can't believe it's already been a year. Congrats. I've been entertained while in school, making me crack up in class to the point where I had to take a break uh, before I made a scene. I wonder if that really happens or if you're just writing that. Uh, I would listen to while at the gym. It would get me through workouts. Uh, thank you for the tips. I work harder doing burpees now. Uh, I met you a couple times this year. I just want to say thank you for being the coolest and uh, for having a conversation with the smaller guy. Uh, Pat, I've enjoyed you a lot too this year. You are definitely underrated. Thank you. Uh, you guys are good. You guys are great. He's your buddy. He's a real worker, Pat. He knows, he knows what he's doing. I can't, I, I can't go back on my, I'm a man of my word, but I can't rig my contest. So I got to pick two fucking winners this week now. 
because I've... Uh, there might be one that may... This situation, this one more review, maybe the one winner, but let me read it. Awesome. By Champ One. By The Miz. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pat and Ryback, you guys are badasses. This is more than a wrestling podcast. The haters should go home and shut up. This has changed my life. In 2001, 2011, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I went from running three miles per day in 2012 to, to falling and barely being able to walk with a cane now in 2017. The extreme fatigue and disease progression has given me an easy excuse to be lazy and do nothing. Uh, the podcast has inspired me to wake up and do what I can to stay healthy. Hell yeah. Your honesty, your honesty and workout tips are greatly appreciated. Keep up the good work, guys. Man, that's an incredible review. This is, uh, we do this show, and uh, like I said, anytime you have a voice and you say anything and you put out your opinion, and you're going to get people that critique you, that hate you, that don't understand you, that because they're unhappy and whatnot, and that and that's good and, and all fine and dandy and all that, but it's stuff like this that's really, really cool for doing this. I don't know about you. I think it's, um, and I don't know, it's more and more of this is coming out of people that are having success and just us talking and, and having fun and, and whatnot. So um, the guy's changed his life. I, 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 I can't, I don't know what to say to that. That's, um, but he's our winner this week. And uh, what's his name, Pat? Champ One. Champ One, please email me at thebigguyatfeedmemore.com with your supplement of choice. You'll also get a free Feed Me More Nutrition shaker bottle workout towel. And I'll throw in a Feed Me More Nutrition wristband. And TKO, is it TKO? Oh, that was the other one. Yeah, TKO. I And only because I told him to his face uh, at the latest meet and greet. I've met him several times, actually. And uh, just because and we get busy during the week and I can't rig the contest, email me also at thebigguyatfeedmemore.com and I'll go ahead and hook you up, buddy, um, because I told you I would. So we'll go ahead and uh, we'll do a double. The big guy's doing a double whammy this week. and uh, Double whammy for the one year. For the one year. Two winners this week. Um, thank you. And next week, two winners internationally. I can't wait for that one. Oh, for you? For your WrestlePro flying them out two tickets? <laughs> no? Huh? No, no. I'll oh. work on that one. Uh, we'll see. Oh, shot off a little too early there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, that's uh it's really cool, man. I, I I this podcast has been so much fun for me doing this and uh outside of the 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 only cuz you're going to get critiques from things on all over the board. Uh, the 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 lying sexist Ryback stuff was the most disappointing, but it's also really really funny to me because it's so not true. Mm-hmm. But Oh, speaking of pot, we we haven't plugged this yet, but September 10th we're actually been a we're gonna be a part of the Now Hear This podcast festival in New York, uh, at the Javits Center. Uh, a whole bunch of great other podcasts there. Uh, we'll be plugging it for the next weeks coming up here. But we're gonna be having a live episode. Not sure what we're gonna do, but uh, make sure if you want to come out and see us, Now Hear This uh, podcast festival in New York. What part of New York? We're, we're right in the city. We're at the Javits Center. Oh so Jesus Christ! We're gonna have to take the old train in. No, we can drive in. We'll drive in. Wait. So. Am I doing the Sam Roberts podcast? I know we've talked about this. I don't know what the agenda is. I, I don't want to spoil he, he it. He works for, for WWE now, doesn't he? Oh, he sure does. Oh, he's the fear of God is in him now. There's no way he wants me on the show. 
We might have had a conversation about that last night. <laughs> Why don't you talk about it on the? Let's talk about Pat. This is what the, this is what the people want to hear. What did Sam Roberts say? That will, if WWE had anything to fucking say about that, that will we need to talk about this live on the air. He doesn't know, and he wants to. And he's scared. See wh- he's fucking scared. He wants God to find out. It. He's in good graces. He's he's worked he's worked this hard, and he don't wants to Sam, find out. Don't be a fucking mark for the business. I don't. Who gives a fuck about doing the show? Any of that? God. Do what you want to do. You, you, if you want me on the show, you put me on the show. You don't worry. I'm going to go back there and win their goddamn shitty championship eventually anyways. Who, <laughs> yeah, everyone think, you think I'm fucking joking about that. What, mark my words before I die, it happens. Well, I, I laughed that you said I'm going to win their shitty championship. <laughs> yeah. It's a guy. Who the fuck cares? I just, I really, damn it. I hate, I hate when people don't live their lives because of mm. fear. Fuck fear. Quote Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had that t-shirt yeah, yeah. in high school. <laughs> Hanging on my wall. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't have it. I never bought. The only wrestling shirt I've ever bought, by the way. Have I, have, wait, have I ever discussed this? Oh, this. you know what? Next week, can we please do the best and worst wrestling shirts? That would be a hell what of a, a that, main what, event. That's a hell. Pat, that's a that's hell nice. of a main event. I, we haven't talked about what we're going to do this episode, but go ahead. I, yeah, I'm I'm at a loss for words right now because that's such a great idea. <laughs> uh, the only wrestling shirt I've ever bought in my entire life, I was a kid, was the gray Kurt Angle, it's true, it's true shirt. You've told this before, that's right. I don't know, if, I, but that's the only one I've ever bought. Ever bought hmm. on, and uh, bought. Is that even a word? Did I just... Bought. Bought, yeah. Well, I corrected myself, asshole, but I'm... Jeez. <laughs> Big dumb as fuck Ryback. Boughten. Boughten. I bought that. I bought that Kurt Angle shirt back in the day. It's true. It's true. Before damn was a word. You know, I used to have so many shirts, man. Because it's the only thing me and my dad ever got along with. He would take me to shows and buy a shirt. Wait, really? So I, I, I had garbage bags as a kid but filled with shirts. Like Because I, at one point, I threw them out. Like, oh, I'll never wear these again. Wrestling's stupid. Like, for the two years, I didn't watch wrestling. And, uh, dude, I had every fucking shirt. Nowadays, I'll wear people's shirts. I think I, I actually wore the Feed Me More shirt today. I wore Cody's shirt yesterday. I'll wear my friend's shirts, but. Oh, really? I didn't, you never tell me that shit. The what? No, I mean, you gave me a shirt. I'm going to fucking wear it. I, it has to be a specific material. I don't know. Have you ever thought about buying a shirt for you and your dad's size, finding him? And just going and str- strangling with him, with yeah, yeah, yeah. You murder him with the other shirt and, and just bury like, him with it. Tie the whole story together, <laughs> finish to end, uh, and then just you slip it on him and just look at him and let him make the next move. Which I don't know what he's gonna do. <laughs> he, what the fuck are you doing? So no, I haven't thought about that. I just, we, thought weird about thoughts that. through the big guy's brain as we're doing the podcast live. Sorry. Oh, oh, so we're gonna get to the the main event segment. We have moves. We got a lot to talk about. Top ten. Best and worst. Yeah, top ten finishers, right? Best and worst. Did you have best and worst? No, I just did top ten finishers. Did you do best and worst? Yeah, so I'll mix it up. Oh, that's fine. That's, yeah, that's good. I'm okay with that. I do. All right, let's move on from here. I'm, I'm really mad I didn't know. I thought it was just top finishers. Yeah, I don't know why. I thought of the good ones, and I thought of the really bad ones. I'm glad so. you did. That's... Uh... 
I want to hear that. I'm actually, I'm excited to hear this now. All right. I think uh, let's go ahead and knock out some tips of the week here. Tips of the week. Yay. If I can find my tips of the week. Oh, I'm sorry. I scribbled all over it violently while, while I've been angry during this show. Jeez. All right, guys. Match of the week this week is that uh, I was telling you, Pat, is uh, actually a Psycho Sid match from 2017. It is Psycho Sid versus Paul Rosenberg. Um, I was just thrilled to see Psycho. I loved him as a kid. And, uh, and, and just I thought he always had, he had that it factor. And so we he was this is wrestling in 2017. With, I think he had jeans and a shirt on, but he still is physically looks like he's in shape and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it he delivered two power bombs at the end and a choke slam, and it was uh, Psycho Sid versus Paul Rosenberg. I watched many other matches during the week, but it, it made me smile when I watched this one. That he was uh, he got back in there, and uh, it, it was uh, it's Sid man. He's uh, I, I just always enjoyed him. And I met him actually recently at a meeting. Um, I think it was at the big event in Queens. He was uh, mm-hmm. right beside me and uh, just a nice guy. And uh, it was uh, I was there when he came back for that Legends thing and, and destroyed Heath Slater. And yeah. it was cool just to hear his music and, and be there and somebody you grew up watching, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Book of the Week, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Check it out. I believe that's how I pronounce his last name. How I Well, that is how I pronounced it, but how you pronounce it. Uh, hell of a book. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It will, uh, if you want to know more about money, more about mindset, and more about making money, about why you think the things that you think, check out Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He has his own podcast and many other things. He, he is a brilliant man. Um, so check that out. Quote of the week. All our, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them, and that is by Walter Disney. Nutrition tip. Pat, have you ever had Fiber One cereal? No, I have not. It's Fiber One cereal is available in all grocery stores that I know of as far as the major chains. 14 grams of fiber per serving, and what I do is I like to add a serving or two on my carb days into my morning cereal, and it really, fiber, you can never go wrong with having fiber in your diet. But it doesn't taste bad. It's a brand cereal. They're little okay. little strips. And uh, I think just adding it to your regular cereal, if you're a cereal person, is a great way to add more fiber into your diet. And, uh, and it does not taste bad at all. You can mix it with another cereal, and it does not, does not hinder the flavor whatsoever. Workout tip of the week this week is battle ropes for upper body conditioning. I'm a big fan of those. I got them in my gym here at home. They have different they have different thicknesses and different weights for the battle ropes, um, but what you could do is is a lot of MMA guys do it. It's you got to understand we do cardio for our legs and other things, but you really don't do a lot of conditioning for your arms. That's why I love sure, burpees. Yeah. Burpees is a total body conditioning. Uh, battle ropes. A lot of gyms you'll see those big ropes just lying laying there, and what you do is you just start. I like to usually like to to stack it with another conditioning thing like like jump ropes or burpees but okay. what you do is is just starting off if you're just starting off maybe just 30 seconds of just going back up and down with with the battle ropes and and just youtube battle ropes and you'll see all kinds of different workouts you could do with them but just the, the traditional up and down movement of them of going back and forth start with 30 seconds work your way up to a minute minute and a half two minutes three minutes eventually when you really get to good conditioning 
and then you can stack it where you do three minutes of battle ropes and then you know you do three minutes of jump rope and then you take a break and then you do you maybe you do two or three sets of that but that high intensity training like that will push your body to a whole other level and you just start small and just keep adding to it every week so battle ropes mm, for upper that. body conditioning i'm gonna do that tomorrow okay. dude dude it's great you you'll feel you i've i've done it when i haven't done it in a while you'll start getting cramps in your arms and like it will it's it's legit man it's a, it, it's mm. it really works all right is that it for tips yeah oh that's sorry. it for tips yeah unless you have it do you have any tips this week Will you get uh, the truly I'll, alcohol was a great one yeah, yeah legit, that's, that's I I've been researching a lot of stuff. I've been doing um this helped my bicep curls, but uh doing the incline bicep curl, but like leaning back, I always did I had bad form on it. I would always just kind of have my elbows inward, but I realized lay back and put your arms behind you. On the incline kinda, bench where you go back at yeah. a little bit of an angle, absolutely. I never did that before. It was really? a totally different, totally different arm workout. These little things you think you know like Honestly, I, not that I thought I knew it all, but I'm like, oh, I know how to work out. But then you learn these little form corrections and you're like, holy shit. And I've just been getting, my body's changed over the last year. Like after working out for so long from doing these little things and getting more blood flow and better pumps and stronger from I thought, correcting shit like this. I thought that was the steroids. Well, it's that too, obviously. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's, so Feed me more nutrition, obviously. <laughs> Available at feedmemore.com and on Amazon, guys. The uh, but, uh no, yeah, that, try, so if you, I'm the same way, incline bicep, yeah, incline bicep, lean back, put your arms behind you, curl upward and pump, um, but don't you know, and it, it, it'll burn, but you'll feel that stretch in your bicep, and it's it's helped me. Um, and what I will say on that to add into this for you, go ahead and YouTube the incline bicep curls on an incline bench, and you mm-hmm. don't have to go back all that far. Uh, also, make sure that you're properly warmed up on that. That really puts a lot of stress on on that bicep muscle. Yeah, you really want to be that. You don't want to start off your first exercise with that movement. In, in mm-hmm. my opinion, you want to get warmed up because it really, truly, it locks you in a position where you are really, really focusing in on that bicep. I do those. I do those quite a bit. It's uh, they they are a great, great, great tool. Um, a great exercise to put into your your exercise regimen, but but YouTube it first. Make sure you understand the form. Make sure you're properly warmed up, and uh, that's an exercise you're not going to go as heavy on as you will on other exercises. Yeah, but, but great advice, great tip by the Buckster this what, week. What uh, what do you start your arms with? Uh, arm workout. I don't want to do preacher curl. That's my first one. That right now with my shoulder the way that it is, it's always preacher curl right now. Um, uh-huh. But even then, it's usually I will. More often than not, when even when I'm healthy, it's preacher curl. Just start in. Start in you just do I, three to four warm up sets just to get the blood flowing, to get the muscle primed and ready. And uh, even if I, and when I switch and I go to a free movement like a like a barbell or a dumbbell movement, I'll even start at a weight that's a little lighter than what I'm my working set is, just to get one working like to get the muscle accustomed to without stressing it for the first time. Because that, mm-hmm. that preacher curl is different than a standing bicep curl because your shoulders are going to come in a little bit more, come into play a little bit more on that. So I'll start a little bit lighter, and then I'll work my way up as I go along. Just things I've learned over the years. So, Very cool. So should we take a break and come back with the main event? 
Well, I thought we had some questions. Are we going to skip? Oh, fuck. We have I any totally questions? That. We don't have to do a lot this week. I like to get a few questions in there. I feel like the people take the time to, to write in. And Were you able to? I, I have no social media contact, Pat. I don't know what's going on with anything. I got a question. Uh, so from Broken Lou, NYR30. If the UFC offered you a ridiculous amount of money, would you put your other endeavors on hold to take a fight there? We just talked about this right before we came back to break with the, yeah. if I was telling you now that because we had the Bellator stuff earlier in the year. And I always love that the reports are. I asked for way too much money, but why shouldn't I? They're going to make a shit ton of money anyways. So uh, I'm in a mindset, though, right now. And for the rest of my life that I never want to work for another human being like I really, truly enjoy just working for me that I mm-hmm. think it's the ultimate freedom in life and. um whether you're a fighter or an employee, when you're a fighter, you're working for the promoter. You're not making as much as the promoter. It's Mm -hmm. it's just the way you are an employee for them. It's just the mindset that I'm in. I I truly enjoy just being in charge of my life right now. Um, But I, it's something I, I do have, I would be lying to you now that my body is feeling much better. There, there's more interest there now than there was before. Where last year, I, I was hurt. I was not that. None of that shit. I just wanted to see what the fuck they were going to offer me. I just wanted to mm-hmm. see, like, why, why the fuck wouldn't I entertain that? Yeah, what are you willing to offer? Yeah, I make more than I'm fine right now. No thanks. I'm feeling better now. Uh, I can't give you a straight answer on that. I like working for me, but um, it, it, it's something I, I do. There's a lot of things that 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 do interest me in that field so but uh, i can't give a straight yes or no on that i got a question from bryce johnston uh bryce johnston on twitter fandango says on talk is jericho ryback had smelly gloves in the WWE locker room is this true big guy probably absolutely the gloves they you <laughs> i sweat profusely in those things that's uh especially early on before they started making them for me i had to have my own gloves so i had to use the same ones over and over uh it's mm-hmm. um but the, even when I was up there, I would, they only had a certain, so this was another thing, and I've talked about this, the that whole thing when I was number two in merchandise in WWE, and you know how I feel about the WWE merchandise people, all the, it, that whole thing, I, we've talked about this in the archives, they, they told me they were supposed to start selling my gloves that first year I was there. And they go, oh, we can't. We're not going to sell gloves. They, uh, they, they've never sold. And I go, well, everything else of mine is selling. Like, why mm-hmm. you, you're you're getting these gloves made for me? Why wouldn't you sell them? Oh, gloves don't sell, but all that shit, everything we've talked about in the past, all that was in full effect. And so they only had a certain number of gloves they had made for me that I had to have last. Like they, I don't know if mm-hmm. we had like a hundred pairs. And in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to be there forever. Well, I got to make these hundred pairs fucking last. And it, how, so I tried to only, I would take a few pairs at a time and try to go like at least a month with them before I would ask for a few new pairs. And so like, especially like live events, I would wear the shittier gloves and I'm probably 100% they smelled, no doubt. <laughs> That's, I don't, yeah, I have no issue with that. I was trying to make them last, but then when Roman and Paige, they made gloves for instantly. And I go, guys, I thought you said gloves don't sell and they had no answer for me, so. Ah, brutal. Joe Hickey, fucking shoot yourself. I got a question! <laughs> from, from St. Adams, Adams for England on Twitter, uh, do you and, and Pat have a favorite video game? 
Thank you for all the fitness tips. I haven't played a video game, and I can't tell you the last time. Uh, uh, I've been playing Injustice 2 on the PS4 when I have a free moment. Okay, moving on. I got a question! Uh, what I, are your thoughts? I take that back. Last year, after my ear and nose surgery, uh, I remember I, the, the, the girlfriend at the time bought me a PS4 and because uh, I thought I, I needed something to, to fill my time and Grand Theft Auto. And I um, played it for maybe 20 minutes and I go, Jesus, what a waste of time. <laughs> oh, it's a great game. Not, I'm, I'm sure no, it, it was fun, but I was just thinking, like, how's this going to help me make more money in life? Oh, it's not. So I just stopped playing it. From the, the face of kayfabe on Twitter, what are your thoughts on Braun Strowman? Could this have been you if you were booked properly? No, I think Braun is 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 doing great um, with everything he's been given up there. We're two entirely different characters. And uh, he's, uh, I shouldn't say entirely different. I mean, there's similarities, obviously. But um, I don't I don't even think they come close to each other, in all fairness. And that's... Okay. I like I love Braun. I think and I think I think he's done a good job. Um but I don't even think they fucking come close to each other. I got a question. From Dan uh from UK WWE fan. Hey guys, do either of you recommend creatine? Also, my mother's going to Vegas on Saturday. Any recommendations for a place to eat? <laughs> love the show, guys. Is she good looking? I was about to, I was saying that. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> I'm kidding. The uh, I actually I do use creatine. Uh, Crealkaline is what I'm uh, uh, currently. I, I will go for that for two to three months and then come off of it for a month or two, typically. And um, I actually use this brand, Pure Encapsulations. They are they are one of the higher quality ones um, that I that I prefer. I don't like to take like the powder with the sugar and all that and whatnot. So, but but yeah, definitely. I just think. Time on, time off as far as creatine. Do it for two, three months. Take take, take a little time off of it and uh, go ahead and hop back on. Now, is it going to bloat you up at all or no? It's is that some, a myth? Some creatines do. And uh, really? it's, the Crealkaline has never done that. I've never. That's why I say the Crealkaline one is, is the one I prefer. Okay. I got a question! Um, from Paul Tomlinson on Penguin Man 5000. These like names. Name. You're fucking really throwing these names at me this week. <laughs> Uh, did you guys learn about the air fryer yet? And I'm pretty new to working out. What is a burpee? And is it good to try this for a beginner? Well, you can YouTube a burpee, but full squat, full push-up. We talked about that, yeah, before we went on the air. You got to do the full squat, full push-up. Um, I have not checked out the air fryer. Have you? I haven't. I, I, I'd i still like to know what it is. Is it, I, mean, I get it. I'm going to put it in on Amazon here, and uh, I'm writing it down on my paper right now by my scribbles everywhere air fryer just so i look it up <laughs> later i'll probably buy it right after this podcast if it if it looks like it's uh, pretty promising i got a question from x adam duggar x on twitter uh, i'm not sure when you guys look at questions but can i get a can i get a good lifting right before the show yeah that's right during the show yeah but... yeah this is all live guys uh can i get a good lift excuse me can I get a good lifting workout in 45 minutes? You guys both talk about two-plus-hour workouts. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Good. No, yeah, I mean, I think it's – if you are on a time constraint, everything works and nothing works. You're going to get a better workout in 45 minutes than you will not going in. You just got to – you got to shorten the rest periods and you got to increase the intensity. You're not going to be able to do 
what you could do in a two and a half, three hour period. Whereas, you know, like I do my stretch, I take my time at stretching and warming up <clears throat> and doing my conditioning after you're not, you might not have time. You might have to do fucking, you know, 30, 35 minutes of weights and go in, warm up, blow through your workout and do a hard conditioning. You might end with 50, 60 burpees or something like that and get the fuck out. You're going to be a better man for doing that than doing nothing. So that, that's my take on it. No, I completely agree. Um, I saw a really cool thing that Arnold put out once that he said that he can, even to this day, he can go to any gym and get more out of one exercise than most can get out of an hour. Meaning like he knows how to obviously do it like muscle to mind relationship. Like he knows how to actually do it correctly and get more out of one exercise than most people can get out of an hour. I thought that was really interesting. Absolutely. It's all, I, I, I talk about this. I've talked about this before. And when each rep and concentrating on, on actually working the muscle that you're trying to grow and, and strengthen and squeezing that muscle. And it's, it, you get easy to go through the motion, but to actually put that extra effort in and really, really focus on that, which focus is something a lot of people today are lacking with, with social media and everything, all everything distracting our minds, really, really focus in on everything. Get the most out of everything that you're doing. And Arnold's spot on on that. And those are the questions for this week. Good deal. We'll go ahead. We'll take our final break of the evening and we'll come back with our main event of top finishers and also the top or the worst finishers, correct, Pat? Yes. Yes, sir. All right. We'll be right back. If you're anything like us, you like to enjoy a nice ice cold soda every now and then. But you hate the empty calories, the artificial sweeteners that come with it. With Zevia, you don't have to pick your poison. You won't feel awful worrying about the potentially stupid harmful side effects. Because with Zevia, there are none. Zevia uses the all-natural sweetener stevia. It doesn't have any caramel coloring either. The result is a delicious and safe soda with none of the nasty stuff. Zevia has 14 flavors of soda, 4 flavors of sparkling water, and 4 flavors of awesome energy drinks. This is the naturally sweetened pop you and family will crave. And Zevia is giving you the opportunity to thrive their products for yourself for free. That's right, for free. If you live in the U.S. or Canada, just go to zevia.com slash podcast and sign up. And they'll mail you a coupon for a free six-pack. What are you waiting for? Head to zevia.com slash podcast and get your hands on some ASAP. Don't forget to tell them Mark for Life sent ya. Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment is your main event of the podcast. Okay, it's about that time for our main event segment. We just came up with stuff uh, with, you know, we're talking about finishers and the best ones, and I actually wrote down the worst ones. I don't have them in any specific order, but we we can go back and forth on this. I don't know how you want to start this off. Yeah, how many do you have? I didn't even count. Let me see. Uh, As far as, like, uh, or for good ones, did you have, I have, like, I did my top ten, and then I did an honorable mention. I have eight, and I have an honorable mention or moves I like. And then I eight, have of e- one. Eight, eight of each? Yes, eight of each. All right. Well, we'll just go. I'll, I'll start it off. I'll, I'll do my honorable mention, and then I'll do my, my first one. Okay. And uh, 
and then you can, we'll kind of just go tit for tat, and you can give your your best and worst with each one. I just did the best. I just did top ten finishers. I didn't know we uh, we had a miscommunication on that. So it's um, or maybe I'll chime in as I go along if I could think of any off the top of my head. Nah, just the uh, conversation. We'll get by. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> it's it's all fucking fake. It's fake wrestling. <laughs> it's, all right, my honorable mention is the curb stomp. I thought. Um, and for me, my decision on, on the top finishers are finishes, finishers that have been protected. Guys that let guys just kick out of their finishers all the time, I hate that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, especially early on in your career, I just think it's fucking, I don't agree with it personally. And that's just my opinion on all that. So, But uh, the curb stomp, I was a big fan of that move. I've taken it several times, and uh, I thought it was a— And it's a, safe, correct? I mean, I've taken it before from other people, but— Absolutely. Um, it's a, it's a, it knocks you out for three seconds after he hits it. But then right <laughs> after that, it's like, you, you know, you're not, you're not too bad. So, um, yeah, the curb stomp is my honorable mention. Is that compared to the original curb stomp that, uh, Simon Paul, Dean used to do and Paul Burchill? Yeah. But with Simon Dean, uh, Mike Bucci was the first one, right? He was, did it before Burchill even, didn't he? Yeah. He stole it from super dragon. I believe he would do like a, kind of like a, I don't know, like an S, like a, it's like a leg lock, and then you can, you know, pull the person over onto their stomach, and then pull back. And um, didn't I've they given, do it where they? I thought they were on their back, on their stomach, where they grab their arms behind their back, and then put the back of their foot, their foot on the back of their head, and then pick them up. And didn't didn't they do that version too? Yeah, the, the way Nova would do it, he would, you almost like put the person in a leg lock first, and then you turn with them. So. Your their legs are tied up while you're yeah. doing the pullback thing. Virtual oh. just did it where he grabbed the wrist and pulled back. Yeah, and delivered it. But his was I always a thought different. that looked devastating. I like Bucci put a little technical aspect into it too. So I, I don't know why that went away. It was a it was a it's a great move and it's safe. It doesn't feel dangerous at all. Like it's I don't know. Was it something with kids? But I'm like I, I to just pick a move. I feel like is really really tough. Like. Because it, anything that you do in the wrestling world in real life can really fuck somebody up. Mm-hmm. If you think of, I mean, if you power bombed another kid in the street, you'd kill him. Yeah. They. So, but how? So why? You know why? Just I. I, I just think sometimes I give in to stupid shit. It's just like, well, control your kids better, people. <laughs> Let them know that it's fake. They shouldn't be doing this. You can kill human beings with this. So, but it's what it is. Uh, my uh, number. I'm no no particular order on this kind of, but it, there there is a little bit maybe of an order. But um, I always thought uh, the Scorpion Death Drop was uh, by Sting was a very established finisher. I thought it was well protected over the years and uh, mm-hmm. such a simple move, but it was so effective. And uh, I like that that finishers that are protected is what I like. So yeah, and it looked like it hurt and it, grabbing the hair and pulling it back. It it just was really cool. Henry Godwin with the slop drop. That was two. When he was, no, no, no seriousness, though. He, when he was having a little bit of a run, that, move, that, that finisher was established, I felt like. so. I have an honorable mention for my list. I saw it for the first time today. Are you familiar with Kikataro? I'm no, I don't know. Okay, he's a, he's a Japanese that's a, wrestler. That's a no. A comedy wrestler. He wears like a mask. Okay. Uh, one, of his, one of his moves is go to shit. And uh, so he picks the guy up on his shoulders, like a go to sleep. And then he throws him back on his feet and he just knees you in the butt. 
And it's it's just a comedy move, but I saw it today and I, I thought it was very humorous. You know, that brings up an interesting point I was uh, thinking. I saw because Ricochet does, is it the, the Benadriller? Uh, whatever, it's the fireman's carry into... And he just puts you right to your feet to give you a head kick. Yeah. I never understood that. Yeah. I don't the know. guy could just be on his feet. Uh, but I, I mean, it's a setup, essentially, but... Mm-hmm. Um, that just made me think of that. So, okay, going from here. Sorry, I don't know. I blanked out there. Or one of my good ones. I'll go to a good one. Uh, I had the buns I drop on. Uh, I best, just best I have that also. Do you? Yeah, I I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. I thought that was legit, real looking finisher in in character, and all this goes into all of this for me. This isn't just the move itself. So. Hell of a wor- worst ones I have on my list is uh, Mojo Rawley's Hyperdrive. What is that? It's basically Earthquake's finish. I don't think it fits him. It's fucking. It's 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 not. Good. Wait, hold on, hold on. Where Earthquake used to sit on the guy, right? Yeah, hits the ropes, jumps up, and you know, ass wait, that's his chest. No, yeah, I've never seen him do that once. Oh sure, check it out. Unless it's changed recently, but that that's his move, the hyperdrive. It's a earthquake splash. Hold on. I I, <laughs> I can't even I, I can't even fathom this right You're now. You're making me question myself. I'm almost positive. There's, I've that's never his... seen this guy do this move once. Mojo Raleigh hyper, hyper Unless drive. he just has a huge fucking set of balls and a hammer on him where when it comes down it just <laughs> fucking hits you in the chin and fucking knocks you out. I am what Watching this. Yep. He first he knocked guys down. He used to use the rear view. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just balls, balls to chin, man. That's what it is. That's Mojo's it. Mojo's just fucking. That's Jesus Christ. All right. Well, then it's legit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, another move I put was uh, I've always been a big fan. Just Brock and, and everything that he does is the F5 because I think it's a great uh, – just showing the power. And uh, he's done it from, from small to big. And uh, I think it's – at the time, it was a different move that we – I remember when he first came in, you didn't see anything like it – was, it was new at the time. I yeah, I don't like. think I – I didn't see anyone do that before him. I don't know. I've, I don't remember it's, seeing that before him. I would be interested in knowing the story, if anybody knows on that, on where mm-hmm. the F five originated, or if it was something that because everything comes from something. It, yeah, it, sure. It, especially at this stage of the game, like in life in, in wrestling, it's usually you're, you are you are imitating something. It's hard to just completely reinvent the wheel. But uh, I always I always thought that was it's a very fitting move for him. Uh, a move I have on here, a good one that I think we talked about before, but apparently no one's ever kicked out of this move, and that's the the old Doomsday device, even though it's a tag move. But, yeah. Uh, no one's ever uh, kicked out of the old Doomsday device, and I just and I used that, to love it as a kid. That is, I, that is to me, I think a lot of fans today agree with that. I, I think there's too many people kicking out of finishes. Mm-hmm. It's, and it, I remember when I was up there at one point, there was something like, guys, no more kicking out of finishes. It's getting out of control. And that lasted for a little bit. And then it just, it, it started all up again, all over again. Hmm. And uh, I remember, like, guys, 
Kevin Owens has just been up there, and he, guys are kicking out of his finish just pretty quickly. I was just – I didn't – well, what I, – I just don't see it. You, remember, like, when Sean and Undertaker worked that first time or their series of matches at WrestleMania? You When, when Taker hit that tombstone and, and Sean kicked out, it was special because nobody kicked out of the tombstone. Mm-hmm. Or, or very rarely did anybody ever kick out of it. Whereas – and it caught you off guard. Whereas now it's not as – and it's one thing if you save it for for elite matches every once in a while, and and tell everybody else knock this shit off, figure out at a goddamn other a near fall, but but everybody well they're doing it, we're going to do it too, and mm-hmm. it's just you, like t- Doctor Tom Pritchard says it best. You see an elephant fucking another elephant, fucking you know the first time you see it cool, second time you see it yeah you'll watch. You see that number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven, number eight, nine times. It gets old after a while, so. All right. Elephants fucking. Elephants uh, fucking. <laughs> one of the bad moves I had on mine, <clears throat> this might be, this is a little weird to put on here, but I, I thought about why I hate this move. Well, we just talked about elephants fucking, so nothing's going to be weird after that, Pat. Yeah, everything's an upgrade. So the Texas Cloverleaf outside of Dean Malenko. I loved when Malenko did it. He always wrestled. Obviously, when he had his big run, it was always with smaller size guys, so it worked. Yeah. But I feel like that move, ever since then, guys have, like, Sheamus has a lot of good moves that he's gotten over. Cloverleaf isn't one of them. And I don't think anyone successfully, tr- like, you know why that is, though. It's they tough to nobody, get guys nobody, in it. But nobody beats anybody with it. When you don't, yeah. the guys will just do a move to, this is the problem in wrestling. Guys will just do a move to show people they know how to do the move. That's. It's fucking fake. We could all do anything we want to do out there. It's getting the move over and actually using it to beat guys. And it's like me. I go, oh, I want to start doing a submission. I'm just going to start doing submissions just to show people I can do submissions. Like, but unless you beat guys with it, that's how you get a move over. So Seamus never beats anybody with it, which is why the move isn't over. Dean did. The move was over. And Dean was an incredible. Dean is fucking incredible. It's also a tough move to put on bigger guys get to lock through and like it's just it's a tough move i'd like to see you put me in a cloverleaf (laughs) asshole (laughs) it's tough you gotta like it's painful and you see my quads (laughs) my ass that's on my uh my uh my bad list all right no that's uh i understand that i'm i'm again i'm i'm Usually, I try to refrain from putting myself on list, but my, oh my finisher has been protected heavily, Pat, as you know. Only one man has ever only kicked out of my finish. I've beaten many men with my finish. John Cena's been pinned by my finish, for those people that believe that it's real. Um, shell shock. It is only Big Show has kicked out, and that was, I tried to fight it, and Vince wanted him to kick out when he was getting, Big Show was getting his big Austin push wearing the big leather vest out to the ring um, to fight Randy Orton during that run when Randy was uh, the authority champion. I and, don't remember uh, this. Okay. A lot, of, a lot of people don't, but I love Big <laughs> Show. And I, and, I, and I have no – if anybody's going to kick out of your finish, it's a seven-foot giant. And uh, so I was okay with it, and that's the only one that's ever gotten, gotten through my fingers. God damn you, Big Show. On my good list, another one I uh, – Red Arrow. I just think that uh, I don't think anyone's gonna one up that move. And I actually let me get let me do good and bad. So huge fan of the Red Arrow because it's super athletic. I don't think you can one up it. For our listeners, rope. what is the Red Arrow? 
I think they know what the red arrow is. It's obviously not uh, everybody knows. Nettles shooting star oh. corkscrew thing that he hits perfectly every time. Uh, Pat, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know what it was. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. You, I, I don't know the name. I know Neville's move. I didn't know what the name of it was. I don't pay attention to that shit. You and Neville worked before, right? Yeah. yeah. I've taken the move. I just I don't know what it's called. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm being honest. I I'm if people don't, I'm honest about everything on this. People think I fucking lie all the time. God I don't really it. know why it's called the Red Arrow. I probably should. I was—I sure thought it was an amazing red move. No, that's... Uh, he had a lot of... What was it? What was his moves? Goddamn. Code the Red. red. <laughs> okay. See, that's, he had red in the goddamn... It made sense. You're right. You're right. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Fucking A. One on. move I'm against, though, and I know Tie a lot the story of, together. A lot of high flyers are against this. It wasn't anyone's finish, but a double moonsault. A lot of high flyers are against it. I'm against it because... Wait, why? A double moonsault. Oh, double moonsault? Oh, yeah. I thought you just meant a regular. I was... Just do the extra... Who does it, I, Who does it, Who does a double moonsault? Uh, I've seen... I'm pretty sure Will Ospreay does it. There's a lot... I've seen a lot of guys... I've seen guys do it on, on independent shows that I don't actually know their names, like, that are just doing it hoping to get credibility, which is, I think, why a lot of guys do it. But I've seen it okay. many times. And... Guys doing double. There's one guy, uh, Shinron was on. I understand my... being a smaller guy that you're trying to stand out and get right. Like it's, I don't want to see bigger guys doing that. But but it's just one bad rotation. It's just not until it happens. You never know. They think that people until you go through something like that, you don't. You think you're indestructible. It's just. Did you see the bodybuilder thing from last week? The guy that. So okay, so there it's, Wait, it's on my what? No. Twitter. Okay, so there's a real jacked up bodybuilder. Uh, African-American dude that uh, actually he could have been just African. I'm not sure. Um, he's in the 168 weight pound class and he's at some show, but he's in his little speedos and he's Wait, walking. A wrestler? No, he's bodybuilder. So okay. they, he's at some place and they, they announce him. He comes walking in and like he's celebrating and just saying hi to people and he decides to jump up and do a backflip and he gets really high and just falls right on his head and he fucking uh. died. Like really it's, he literally like just, he landed right on like his head. He, he, they tried to resuscitate him and he fucking died. That, that, I saw that. I was like, Oh my God. Like that's just, that's what a lot of wrestlers don't know. It it just takes one when you're dealing with, with with nerves, with, with with your neck and with your brain, it's there's uh and there's certain people that can go out there and, and like they're extremely talented. They have good conditioning and, and they've done it enough to have the confidence. But there's a lot of people doing a lot of that. And it, it's, Fuck. it's, you know, here you and remember, there is fine. It's just, I think sometimes it's too much. Do you remember my old, I don't know if you, you ever met him. He's my old roommate. His name was Brandon. He called himself Spiral. He was an OVW for a little bit. You, I remember that name. I, he broke his neck, right? And he was yeah. paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Is he still alive? He's, yeah, he's, I don't know if he's learned to walk again, but he did a lot of dangerous stuff and he's a good dude, but you know, he's on, I see sometimes in YouTube, these like things about wrestling moves. He used to do a styles clash from the, like a flipping one from the second rope. And of course fans go crazy. Everyone thinks it's cool, but I'm like, oh man, that's fucking pretty dangerous. And then he yeah. decided, I don't know if it was a double moonsault or I think it was a quote seven 20, it was a double 450 or 450 with an extra rotation. Okay. And that's what spiked his neck and 
he's a paraplegic now. Like this guy that, you know, fully functional dude, athletic dude. And that's it. You know, it's, it's so just not worth it. Yeah. You have to, um, it's cool to do all that and to be able to do all that. You could put it in, you could put something in here and there, but you, uh, you want to make sure it's, it's worth it. And again, a move like that, if you were going to do that on a big stage, there'd be a crash pad down and you would have to hit that several times before <coughs> you would even get clearance on doing that. And uh, <coughs> Sorry. No, but it, it's, it's sad that that's what people think that's what they have to do to, to make it because you don't. But that it's unfortunate. All right, what do you got? Hulk Hogan leg <coughs> drop, I think, was just an – it's – People are going to sit there and say, that's such a shitty finish. No, it's not. It's one of the most over finishes. When he hits that fucking leg drop, you fucking believe that's the end. And that's because it's been established and over years, uh, on years on top of years, and uh, nobody drops a fucking leg on your fucking neck like the Hulkster. All right. My next pick is a little controversial. I'm not picking like best. I'm picking ones I like. And I like this, and I support this. Joey Ryan's penis plex. Really, I'm a, I'm a fan of this. Just we're gonna have we're gonna go into a little bit of a, a top. We're gonna we're gonna have a discussion. I feel like here. He's one of he's a good worker. He does something. His whole but his, his whole persona is this character he he plays. It's silly, sleazy, as fuck. a sleazy character. Yes, and he's known for he's booked for that. Like he's making money with that outside of. I love Joey Ryan. And you, but you're not a fan of the penis plex? No, I. it's really tough. I don't know. Because I saw, again, I saw Cornette's take on it with Mick Foley taking it. Yeah. And just ripping Mick apart and all that. And and I was like, uh, it's because it is. It's entertainment. And the crowd is. is but that And it's not being done on WWE. Or that's mm-hmm. not being done on a major grand stage. So it's, it's okay. I, I don't. It fits his character perfectly. It's just, it's so, nothing about, so here's my thing. And you look at, you look at like uh, Santino's Cobra and all that and Mick Foley's Mandible Claw or Socko. They're ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? But they're at least physically doing something to you, causing pain. Well, so is he. It, it is, no, his... you're grabbing his dick. It's not like it's electrocuting you or anything. It's grabbing back. <laughs> But you can't physically see it grabbing back. Does that make sense? No, I I can understand where you go with this. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing is that 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 there's the disconnect from somebody tuning in. I'm looking at it. So I I look at it. The wrestler in me loves it. Mm-hmm. Just from from the but the the regular person sitting back watching. Jesus, look at those two guys being gay. <laughs> what the what's going on, sweetie? He's why is he grabbing his dick like that and, and acting like that? That's that's really gay, sweetie. You like watching this? Does that turn you on, hun? Yeah? What? Like that that's what I'm picturing going on. Like regular regular people shit right there, Pat. Like that's so but I love Joey Ryan and it's I honestly, I have no problem with him doing the move. If he's making money doing that move, I'll never, never have a problem mm-hmm. with any of that. I just look at it from like that wrestling. What I don't see the his dick is not physically causing harm to the other person. <laughs> I need to know he has. 
I, I need a backstory on this. I need to know that the dick, that his dick is fucking electrocuting you or something. <laughs> I need, why is it electrocuting? I mean, well, he, he suffered this injury and he, all of his energy comes out of his penis. And when you grab it, it electrocutes you. He's never okay. had sex. Like, I, need, I need something more than just grabbing his fucking dick and then you selling it. Okay. He needs I, a, little, I, a layer of character. It's, it's, I, I need, I need I one it. other layer. That's all I'm asking. Give me one more layer, Joey Ryan. I love you. I, I've met him, and I think he's you – know, I, and I want him to continue to do this. But it's, I, I just need, I need, I need that backstory for me personally to buy into it completely. And I think Jim Cornette does too. <laughs> so on my worst list, are you familiar with feline, feline antics from Battle Cat? No, I don't watch it. Do you, do you remember Battle Cat at all? No. You don't remember Brady Boone? He wore uh, an orange what? and... Okay, orange and purple. Uh, he was a WWE guy. He was like a... He, and he, he had a couple get-over matches, and they just kind of killed it off. You should really... <clears throat> and he was very athletic, but... Battle Cat. He wore a cat mask. He had a cape, I believe. I feel he like I've heard of the name before. I think we maybe you brought him up to me before. He he was very wrestle crap. They make fun of him for so like, but it was a guy in a cat mask. They were going for like some sort of like ninja cat like fighter guy, and he was very nimble. Why and did, like why didn't that work? Well, he, he, probably because of the finish. He did cool stuff, but but listen, this 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 was his end sequence. Um, okay, so. He'd hit the ropes. A guy would go down for a drop down. He would cartwheel over them. So That's, we see that all the time now. Now here, here's what's funny though. He's building up to this big move, but the cartwheels first, which I consider somewhat athletic, because the next thing is he hits the ropes, and then he does the hurdle like Mister Perfect or Axel does, like the jump over. Yep. And then he ducks. So it goes from like cartwheel, hurdle, duck the clothesline, and then. He, he does a very ginger Luthez press, and he pins you like a cat. And then he, he beats the guy. With a Luthez press? With a Luthez press. And then he gets back on his feet, and he does a backflip to celebrate. So it's so... He does, like, athletic Why couldn't stuff. he do the goddamn backflip into a Thez press or some shit to, like, dress that shit up a little bit? I have no idea. So it's, like, counter. He does a cartwheel, then a hurdle. But His most impressive duck. move is after the win. It's it, yeah, and he does a perfect backflip, and, and but he literally beats the person with, and they call it feline antics. You know, he's just a cat, like being nimble, pretty shitty. That is, I'm gonna watch. I want to. What's his name again? Battle Cat. I believe it. A K. I'm I think it's Battle Cat. Writing this down on my scribble notes right now. <laughs> Battle Cat. I need to watch this tonight. Multiple matches and just. So we Steel can have stuff. a future. Yeah, yeah. And, and for my for my new gimmick I'm working on right now. The albino cat. My bleach with my bleached beard and fucking shitty haircut. All right. Next move. Jake the Snake Roberts, DDT. Um, also, I was a big fan of Raven's DDT, but but back when a DDT was a DDT, and uh not a match on Raw where a guy grabs another guy, Jason Jordan grabs a guy and throws him into Matt Hardy with it seemed like so, he didn't know, he, something was unplanned and Matt just acted on the fly because he threw him into a front face lock and then Matt just DDT'd him. 
I remember just, seeing that. And they went to something else right after that. I was like, <laughs> why don't you just grab his fucking arm and put it fucking do, do anything to set him up for a, a small move? You just threw him uh, into a, like, where it was like, he's, what is he going to fucking suplex him into the ropes? I was like, God damn it. Um, but it happens. So it's funny. And, and but uh, I, the DDT is a finisher. And I and I, I don't like that move being used outside of it. So that was on my list as well. Uh, my favorite move of all time, I think, or as a finish, that as a kid growing up, was a Frankenstein.er Seeing yeah. Scott Steiner do the Frankenstein.er to me was like the end all. It still might be my favorite move, just the way he would do it. Scott Steiner, man, is a guy that was able to do. He could legitimately do anything. And yeah. as he got older and he got beat up, he he evolved and, and and he made his most money doing less stuff. Yeah. And but he was, I always, I he's one of my all time favorites. I can't. Fuck. I I think he. Uh, it sucks that he has the 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 WWE and he'll eventually go into the Hall of Fame, um, because then you could do anything and say anything. They it's all about money. So, but he'll go in eventually, but it's, uh, he's fucking talented, man. One of my bad ones I had was, uh, the iron claw. Anyone that did a claw, I always thought it was really, 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 I don't know. Cause you feel like people just do it at home and be like, wow, this doesn't hurt. Yeah. Unless you're like the great Kali with his big hands. Yeah. That, that can get away with it. I feel like that's more believable. Because he could put that over when he, people meet him in person and see his hands, or mm-hmm. and and he grabs them and gives them a little pressure just to fucking let them feel it. But uh, I was gonna say I was gonna add into this argument. For me, uh, only two finishers come in my into my head right now that are just that are the two finishers that have never gotten over is the full Nelson slam and then and Jinder does a variation of it, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I, it's. It's just not, never... I mean, I think he's getting over, but that move doesn't do him any Yeah, no, I think, he, I think he's done a tremendous job in the role that he's been put in. Um, but the move is just not... The move, there's something about it that just doesn't work. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, for, it's, it's like forgettable. It just feels like it's not special at all. It, it, it never has been. That's mm-hmm. why. And, it just, and that should be a thing. Quit. Just use it as a near fall and let, like, let it be used like a fucking suplex like everybody else just whatever it's uh it's never reached that level of of getting over so all right how many more do you have here let's go ahead and we'll i think i got four left oh uh, maybe i skipped ahead i only got one of each so jesus all right so i'm gonna go ahead and let me go through a few here pat and we'll uh people might be shocked at this but i uh i think the pedigree has been a move that has uh, been well protected over the years. Yeah, sure. And I, I remember being a kid and, and seeing it, and uh, it was different. And it was, uh, I think it's held the test of time. So uh, the pedigree made my list. Tombstone Pile Driver, also on my list. I think, and uh, in, in strictly by The Undertaker, character wise, it. What about Mongo's? You weren't a fan of Mongo's uh, tombstone. <laughs> I, I no, <laughs> I, I, not, no, I'm not saying it was. I just think it was uh, that the Undertaker made that move what it was, and um, 
They made my list. Number two, I'm going to go with uh, the RKO Diamond Cutter. And I think it's a move that is uh, it's well-loved by, by, by the masses. It's gone viral online. It's something that uh, it looks different. And um, it's, a move that, it's a move that gets the guy over, I feel like. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. What do you got? I, did, I think it's obvious. No, probably not. I think we have different ones. So <clears throat> my worst one, my, my, the worst of all time, is the Yeti bear hug or the Yeti hug. Do you remember that? Yeah. Why is that your worst of all time? Because it's the worst fucking move. Of life. <laughs> Drains the life out of you, man. I guess so. The best one. You okay, ever so been in a real bear hug, Pat? Uh, yeah, just. But even that one. Wait, didn't hold really on. Look you like have. A, uh, not a real, f- not a real bear hug. I mean, what wrestling. F- bear wait, hug. hold on. Wait, <laughs> hold on. Time out. No, I, I, I just I, asked you. I just asked you. Have you ever been in a real bear hug? And you just go yes, like off the top of your head. I, I was thinking wrestling terms. No, I've never had a man put me in a bear hug. I've put the wizard in a bear hug once or twice. I feel like that was okay. That's where I was going with all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that uh that was a thing. Probably made he a never, thousand. D- probably made about a thousand bucks doing that. But he ever uh, put you in a bear hug? You know, he would get a little. Hey, a little... Pat. Hey, Pat. Is it okay if I just give you a squeeze? Yeah, and it would feel like a kitten, like just like he has no strength. He's he's weak. With a, li- with a little baby erection. <laughs> okay yeah. sorry keep going uh my top one i think and i like it for a weird reason is uh flares figure four leg lock and here's why okay i'm i wasn't expecting this <clears throat> didn't really necessarily beat a lot of people with it but the fact is it was the move was always always over uh people could get out of it and it never lost value he did beat yeah. some people with it and I don't know. It was just a thing where it's like that's like, but it was it, to me. It was weird that that's his finishing maneuver, but rarely would he beat someone with it. Yet the move was so incredibly over, and people getting out of it actually didn't take away the yeah. validness of the move. I just thought it was a unique kind of thing to have. You know what I think about that is too is that if anybody at home puts that move on, it really fucking it fucking hurts. hurts badly. Yeah, yeah, and that's the move has credibility. More so than a lot of other wrestling moves. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not that difficult unless you're The Miz first learning how to do it, who I love, uh, which had a little bit of trouble. But it's, it's one of those moves that as a kid, like, that's the first move that you do is that fucking figure four leg lock. You know, Norman uh, taught me a really a, a good trick where I can get the figure four on anybody. Because the hard part is a lot of guys are... like to see you get it on me. I guarantee I could because... A lot of guys, the thing is when you, you give push, me a few drinks first, <laughs> when you push the leg down and make it the four and get your other leg over, people have a hard time bending their leg and they're just not, they're big or they're fle- not flexible. So what Norman showed me is that there's a way when you put the figure four on, you twist the first leg, turn it completely onto your hip. And what's going to happen is it's going to make the guys, the leg that you bend to cross over and put your leg over. If you go on your hip, his knee is going to dig into the canvas yeah. and pu- pushes it up more. And then you cross over and then you go back. And so I always use the ring to push the guy's leg up more in case he's not flexible. And it always works. Norman is a genius. Genius. He, uh, yeah. That man, he'll have a job for life with WWE with the knowledge he instills in human beings down there. So he, uh, 
that's one that's he's he's lasted the the test of time down there where they've gone through different regimens and different different people he's mm -hmm. he's the one thing that has remained the same in wwe developmental so and, and there's a good reason for that my number one move is and it's, it's it's a lot of people's number one move is a stone cold stunner but my reason for it is is the move it was protected for for many many years and him and rock kicked out of each other's finishers at, at towards the end and whatnot and a few other people but it it's a move that was so over and fit the character so greatly that I don't think anybody could take that move over. Not yet. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's at that point, and I did a variation of it with the backpack stunner, which I can't, I'm not going to do anymore because of my back. It's just not worth it. And I know he's had back issues. And there's somebody, isn't there, there's a girl in NXT that does a top rope stunner. I think when you do the top rope, it does yours and doing the top rope thing makes it a little bit of a different move, but nobody can flat out do like a regular one again. Yeah, no, but I'm saying I'm. Look, I was just talking about back oh, issues. But that, back that girl, issues. Yeah. because I was doing it with the other guys. Guy, guys, weight on me, mm -hmm. which was really, really fucking up my back, and I didn't know it. The that girl's jump, and she doesn't have the weight of another person, but she's jumping off the top rope to her ass. Yeah, every fuck, and I don't think she realizes the amount of damage that that's gonna. She's gonna be fucking crippled by the time she's fucking forty. Like, I, I really it. You 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 feel oh I feel fine now I'll be fine I I thought the same thing it it catches up to you eventually I feel like that you got to be careful it, those ass ass bumps are the worst bump I think you could take in wrestling and that's my but he greatest finisher of all time all right all right anything else from you this week Pat that's it really. Uh... Check out creativeprowrestling.com, wrestleproonline.com. You want to get a t-shirt for the old podcast, but I'm on all social media platforms at Buck Never Stops. Guys, I'm at Ryback22 on Twitter, the big guy Ryback22 on Instagram, and Ryback247 on Snapchat. I'm going to cut you off before we end. I just want to say thank, uh, thanks, everybody, for a great year. I want to give a big thank you to everyone that listened. Uh, Huge thank you to Shining Wizards Eddie for editing this show. We love you, Eddie. Uh, would not be possible to be here without you. Uh, and that's all I got. Sorry, pal. Yeah, no, it's thank you guys. Uh, absolutely thank you for everything. And also a shout out to Nate at Takedown Piracy. Nate at TakedownPiracy.com. He's done a great job with us on, on getting rid of all the YouTube videos, um, not giving us credit and everything. And guys, if you're going to put the podcast up and you're going to put clips of it, give credit back to the podcast, right, Pat? Yeah, give a link, do something. Someone wrote to me today saying, hey, I got taken down. Please restore it. It's like, no, <laughs> you you, you took from us. Yeah. Stop you're doing taking, that. You're taking thousands of listens and you're not you're not giving people a source of where you're getting, getting the information, a link back to the podcast. So um, that's it for me this week. Guys, thank you for listening. You have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is 
Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th.